0: And hello, everybody. I hope my mic is working. I've been fiddling around with mic stuff during the uh, the countdown here. And hopefully y'all can hear me. If you can't hear us or see us, let us know in chat and we'll get right on to it. Uh, welcome, friends, to the r show. I'm Rewel Gaviola, joined by the awesome Chris George. Chris, how
1: are you? I'm doing better now that I'm here with all of you. Yes, I can hear you just fine. So, and Billy Pratt says we can hear. Goblin says we can hear. Thanks, thank you, Billy. Thanks, thank you, friends. Thanks, Ag Fox.
0: Ag Fox. Thank you all. Hi,
1: everybody. Hello. Nice to be here. Yeah, and really uh, nice to be here.
0: for those that don't know, Chris has been a little under the weather uh, lately, but mm-hmm. you look all fine and dandy to me, for my friend. I mean,
1: you're here and you're. I made sure to do my skincare routine today. <laughs> I exfoliated, I put my serums on, I, I put my my other things that they nice. told me to put on, and I, I'm taking credit like it was my idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> get, oh. get the sickly pale face out of the out of the camera and and be here for you all
0: yes and i see the mustache is really coming in there i
1: the mustache is growing i love it's it growing man. every week yeah I'm not trimming it until the end of the summer and it, then i'll probably trim it immediately because renee hates it uh, <laughs> she tells me oh. Quite often.
0: I was gonna say, how, how do you know? Oh, she tells you. Apparently, uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Goblin you says, Ruel's... Right? <laughs> yeah, Ruel's louder than Chris." Okay, yeah, I have a big mouth, and I've
1: got my mic cranked up here, so let me crank that down. Uh, let me thank yeah, you, I Goblin. Might be talking quieter than usual, just yeah. All my voice is still, still, right. still coming back. Really,
0: yeah. And uh, again, I'm, I'm happy that you're well enough to join us here because. You know, you gotta save your voice for your shows—not show, but shows. Um,
1: Shows, yeah, plural. Yeah, we uh, we we've been rehearsing Romeo and Juliet during the day, and then we've been putting on Pinocchio, the family-friendly musical, at night. Mm -hmm. And soon we'll be putting on both Romeo and Juliet and Pinocchio. We got our first preview for Romeo and Juliet on Wednesday. Oh wow! Open that on Friday, yeah. Okay, so it'll be a fun uh, fun week. Nice um, Pinocchio in between as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so you're um you've been rehearsing do you rehearse every day is that is that how it works
1: uh generally in the theater you'll rehearse six days a week you get one day off okay um but this company has been great, and we've only rehearsed five days a week, but we've gone for longer hours so we've added you okay. you add, you add yeah. an hour to every day right so we normally go from nine thirty to six thirty mm-hmm. uh, and and rehearse five days a week and then now that we're in shows shows you normally do eight shows shows a week, but because the sun is hot, and <laughs> literally, I, I worked here ten years ago, and we did matinees. Uh-huh. And now, because you know the ozone layer is more exposed and it's hotter, and, oh my gosh! You know our planet is dying. We literally cannot do it in the afternoon because people will get turned into lobsters. Like <laughs> yesterday was completely overcast, and I was like covered in sunscreen and the things where i didn't get covered in sunscreen like tip of my nose or whatever just like oh, no. i was in the shade for most of the day and i still somehow got burnt oh and my god i'm gosh. a quarter Lebanese and i shouldn't burn <laughs> oh god, my dude. gosh look at that well
0: again i'm I'm happy to hear chris um you know we've got a great show coming up folks we're doing this really fun thing called the mid-year board game tag yeah uh, thanks to rolling with reggie uh he's mm-hmm. a, a youtuber as well and we thought it'd be fun to do something different here on the r and and show, and um, we can't wait to share that with you. But you're here for the pre-show. That's where you get to hang out with us, and we get to remind you that you can subscribe for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. Uh, use that and get all the goodies, including discounts on Rotto merch and all kinds of little avatars. You can, you're could you going to battle uh, pretty soon as well, so be sure to use that. I do want to thank uh, Goblin for a resubscribing. Appreciate it, friend. Mm-hmm always Thanks, appreciate God your support thank you goblin and goblin also redeemed a this or that chris so we're going to do some this or that in a little let's while yeah we'll, we'll uh, let. Oh, yeah actually yeah let's why let's don't people let people trickle in yeah as people trickle in why don't we remind them that this or that we are going to be relying on you folks in uh chat you good people to give us a choice of two things you know peanut butter or jelly you know uh pizza or hamburgers and we will Give you our
1: hot takes on why one is mm-hmm. superior to the other. So, And uh, I will always choose the opposite of Ruel. Yes. Actually. Just, just for fun. Just for
0: fun. But you know what? <laughs> if Richard was here, you would definitely pick the opposite of I would Richard. choose the opposite of Richard, yeah. <laughs> well, at Richard least for board are, games.
1: I, I think we're oil and water. I think oh, we found holy. that. Over the course of this uh, this whole series <laughs> it's, of the it's, R and R and R shows, whatever, we, since we added the extra R, yeah, it's it's
0: hilarious. I, I it's
1: like almost like clockwork. Okay,
0: here's uh, Chris's take, and Richard's going yeah. the other way now. It, it just <laughs> cracks me up every time. Um, Goblin says I, they got burned once uh, walking around a block on a cloudy. Oh my gosh, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, well, you, you got to be careful too, because like even though it's cloudy, the UV rays can still get you. And that's that's normally yeah. where you will like when it's sunny you're like oh man I'm feeling the sun I should probably get out of the sun when it's cloudy you get the breeze you're like oh I'm completely fine but then you know yeah them rays they them those rays, are rays coming
0: for you every single time yeah um, yeah so where you're uh, doing you know the plays uh, are you is it told are you totally exposed to the elements there I mean are they, I'm guessing there's some trees and stuff right.
1: Yeah, there's some trees and whatever at at around when we start around seven o'clock. And so the the sun's setting a little bit. So it's a bit cooler. There's some shade, but Mm -hmm. generally, you know, it's, it's just outside. We got, we set up for a performance the other day and then we thought the rain wouldn't start. It wasn't on the radar and then the rain started. So we had to wow. grab all of the instruments and, and electronic equipment and run it into the trailer and uh, yeah. see if the rain would stop. And it didn't stop, so then the show got canceled. That's just what you got to deal with.
0: Yeah, that would totally freak me out. You know, start raining just all the uh, equipment they have out there. The yeah. expensive yeah, yeah, electronics, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, dangerous. Um, uh, so... How are the how's the gaming going, Chris? As as you know, you're rehearsing everything. Are you able to get games in with your fellow crew members and actors? Honestly, it's not going well. Oh whatsoever. no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, you know, we see some of the games in the background there, and um unfortunately I, I guess they're not getting to the table. That's a bummer.
1: Um well, I but I'm excited because I am gonna get be getting stuff to the table very soon. I okay. do know this because once rehearsals are over we're all like we got some good gamers in the cast mm-hmm. somebody uh some like we talked about last on our travel episode right somebody uh introduced um me to Hero Realms which I'd never played before yes. and I was like that's great somebody was like yeah my favorite board games Inish. and I'm like oh yeah you're yeah. a gamer <laughs> nice. you're a gamer love it i get it
0: so <laughs> yeah you start you, you know when you're speaking the same language and they, you know mm-hmm. bring out games like that that's great yeah exactly now as you're you know uh, rehearsing and you know getting uh, getting in your groove out there are you also working on your channel your YouTube channel Are you producing content or is that are you on hiatus from that
1: oh no I've got to produce content yeah I'm producing it right um so I yeah I'm still I'm still producing try to produce three three videos a week over on YouTube as well for room and board okay uh, yeah so that's been that's been my consistent goal I've managed to keep it up and I was able to, to you know bank a few videos. Which helped when I got sick, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then once my time opens up, I no longer have any more videos banked, but that's okay because then I will starting be starting to play more games, and then I can review the things that I need to review because yep. I will be able to get the plays in that I need to uh, <laughs> that I need to have. Yeah,
0: know, right? and that's actually you know I forgot to ask you about this. You know we talked about you you did your whole you did your whole thing about hey here's what I'm going to pack uh, when I go yep. uh, and get ready or you know as I'm doing the play. Did you pack anything that is strictly for content?
1: Like, you know, games that you're yeah. going to review? And, you know, okay, you did. I did. And and I'm, I don't like that I had to. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it monopolizes the space in the, in the bank. Right, right. right. <laughs> so there was a couple games where I was like, ah, I don't know if I can really justify this, but I need to do a review on it. Yeah. and so, and so I, I I brought it because I haven't yet done a review, and like i I'd never want to be the type of channel that like gets games and then and then doesn't reveal them or agrees to review rather agrees yeah. to review a game and mm-hmm. then doesn't review them. Somebody sends me a game that I haven't vetted and haven't like expressed interest in, yeah, and then they send it to me and I say, "Well, this looks like something I would hate." Mm-hmm. I don't want to pl- learn it and play it. Yeah. Um I I don't think I would feel that obligation personally, but but there're some things where like I have agreed in the past and I haven't got to. I'm staring at one over there right now. It's called <laughs> Labyrinth Paths of Destiny. That's one where I'm like I need, just need to I need to get through it. Yeah. I need to get it to the table. Um, yeah there's a couple other things that I do want to review though like I've got Endless Winter back here too. Oh, I've only played a couple times yes. and so I want to get a few more plays in and then put out a review on that like one of a patron of mine sent that to me uh, oh. very generously yeah. because I, I was interested in it and they were and they didn't enjoy it and so they're like hey you want it I'll, I'll ship it to you I was like that's very generous that's and so cool. because of that like I want to like I want to to honor that um that generous gift right and yeah and put put out like my thoughts and share my thoughts on it as well and, yeah you know, so those sorts of things right right um, yeah no no that's totally fair and yeah you know it, for you the know. most part it was okay and luckily some of them were small too like mind bug is oh the other one that i that cool. i have to review yeah but it's super small right it's right. honestly smaller than this box it's really just a deck of cards i've got two two expansions in here ah like two decks of cards in here but i just took the box it was annoying that i had to take the box because i'm like <laughs> You have to have it for the review, right? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I would just, like... This was on my shortlist for travel games, too, because you can just pull it out. Yep. And it's like, okay, this is really the... Oh, wow. That's really the game. Right? Yeah, yeah. Total... That you can That you could... That you could deck cards. And then I've just... got There's a couple other, like, decks in here that have that, that mm-hmm. comboed in, but... Wow. Yeah.
0: want to say hi to TV 5 D. Thank you for joining us, friend. Good to see you here. Uh, folks, don't forget, this or that. Uh, give us uh, two things. We're going to, you know... Talk about why we would take this over that, uh, whether it's peanut butter and jelly, pizza, or hamburgers, or or mild or hot salsa, things like that. Or we could talk about games too. Co- you know, put we two games talk there. About games. Yeah. Oh, what,
1: are, what are some of the games that that are on your review docket, Ruel? I know we have a question coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Rosco just subscribed. Oh, nice thank you, Rosco. Um, uh, Look at that, Rosco for
0: ad free Chris George content. I am all about that. Yes, folks. We have Chris George here. If you do not want ads, subscribe. You can subscribe for free if you have an Amazon Prime That's account, true. and you
1: won't have to sit through ads
0: yeah. to see this. Uh, th- this fine gentleman uh, to my left or right, wherever which way you're, faced wherever
1: whichever universe you happen to be existing yeah. in at this moment
0: in time. <laughs> oh, speaking of universes, I finally got to see um, the new Spider Man. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, so so good. Oh my man, it totally lived up to the hype. Now. Having said that, I don't know. i I really love the first one, and I'm trying to I'm at that point, like did I really love this second one as much or more than yeah. the first one? And I'm gonna have to watch it one more time. And, and that's how good it is. I'm definitely gonna watch it again. nice. Um I was talking to my buddy, Mark Streed. And he was comparing the two to like aliens versus the first alien. So, the first alien classic,
1: interesting, yeah,
0: yeah. classic, very moody and whatnot, and it sets the world, but then the second one totally just ramps up the action, you know. And I loved aliens, um, but I did love Alien, so now I feel like this is the same one, the same way where uh, across the spider verse was so action packed, you know, I, I nice. loved it, but. Oh man, yeah, Michelle and I saw it yesterday, and I've been we've been dying to see it, and it just it lived up to all the hype. And then some.
1: There are a lot of really good movies in like summer summer theater yeah. summer movies are are great because they're all just fun flicks, right? Yes, you're not in award season, you don't need anything heavy. Yeah, you just need like action. Yep. So, like, I want to see the new Mission Impossible. I think yes. that would be cool. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see the Barbie movie. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so good. <laughs> it's got to be so good. Like, yeah. the source material alone, I, I know almost nothing about it. Yeah, But I just have faith that it's going to be incredible.
0: (laughs) I actually, I'll be honest, I had to pass on that one. Michelle's going with one of her girlfriends to go see that. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Um, But I I think you're going to have missed out. You know what? I may end up seeing it anyways. It's just, yeah, I just think it's it's hilarious. Um, We, oh. Okay, folks, you know, just you know, if you ever have like glitches, let us know. Audio, video, wise I just had a little minor one. Hopefully, that didn't come through, and hopefully, everything's okay. But apparently, it is. Yeah,
1: there. I think it's. I think it was. There was one thing where, where my one my browser stopped working when we were talking, and so I got a little a little distracted. Yeah, yeah. But, but I still was able to talk to you, and so I, and okay. I saw the chat. So okay, I just, cool. I assumed we were okay.
0: Yeah, on my end, we're okay, and I maybe that just happened on my end here. So, anyways um we've got comments in chat I'll,
1: um, I'll go closer i'll go closer to the mic there you go roshko and i'm saying it right now right because i was i was saying it wrong before let me know Rosco. i am still saying it wrong ah. I'm, I'm fairly certain i've i locked that into my brain i i said it to myself in the mirror 10 times slapping myself
2: <laughs> so
1: slapping I it my God, right. <laughs> it's it's roshko you idiot <laughs> Okay,
0: perfect uh, okay good nice <laughs> uh, you know I'll, t- I'll turn down my mic a little bit more I, I feel like i'm running hot today so um and again chris is recovering uh so you know that that has taken some uh, volume off his voice perhaps yeah but, that's true uh, i'm
1: not i'm not as my normal volume is very loud like i'm i'm hmm. normally a very loud person uh and and renee gets embarrassed when i'm out in the supermarket or we're in a, we're in a <laughs> line or something and really? i'm like screaming because i'm excited about something i'm like look at those chaps to say <laughs> why are you just sh- shouting to this entire supermarket i was like i'm not i'm oh having a normal conversation at a normal <laughs> volume it's all of them who are eavesdropping that's so hilarious. Uh, i can imagine that i might be a little bit quieter than usual <laughs> uh, okay so people are
0: saying it's balanced uh, thank you friends appreciate oh, that great, and also, um, Feld fan, hey hey, good to see you here. Zenver one is here. All the regulars are coming in. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, and again, if you want to subscribe and become one of those regulars, hit it, mm-hmm. hit the subscribe button, or use your Amazon Prime account for a freebie. Um, we are going to be doing a this or that. Uh, thanks to Goblin who has redeemed it. You can redeem yeah, Rado points, folks. So give us a this or that, uh, two games yeah. that we we can um, talk about or. uh, You know, I always tend to go with the food stuff just because it's lunchtime where I am. And I always like sort of wolf (laughs) down a little bit of my lunch, do the show, and then I finish my lunch afterwards. So I think that's why food's always on my mind. Well, if I'm honest, food is always on my mind. So what am I talking about? So uh, let us know, friends, if you've got two things you want us to do. Okay, there you go. Here we come with some this or that. And we'll just this we'll or that. Just, Shakespeare plays. Shakespeare plays. Oh my gosh. That's not a this or that. That's a this or this or this times thirty-six. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so say maybe something like Shakespeare plays or I don't know. Who's another one? Uh, oh, Barbie Barbie or Oppenheimer. Oh. There you go. Thank you, Goblin. That's the way kick it That's off. That's a good one. That is That's a really a good, good one. one. What do you
1: think? Um people have been talking about this as the double flick of the yes. summer. Yeah. They're like I for Oppen Barbie, I think is the term right. or Barbie Barbie Heimer. 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 Yeah. One of them. I think so. I like Oppen or Oppen Barber. Barber Barber bar, bar. you, you take over. You bar, take over. I've lost, lost the ability to speak.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah, I, I was actually talking to this uh with my friend Amanda McKnight. We do a show every other Wednesday on my channel called Words on Wednesday, where we talk about geek stuff and also board games she was going to do the double header and she was trying to figure out with her uh, discord community. What do you do first? Do you go with like sort of the lighter stuff first with Barbie and then go to the d- deeper, darker stuff with Oppenheimer or do you do it vice versa? Or she was suggesting do a sandwich. You do Barbie Oppenheimer. Then you go back and watch Barbie. And then you go back
1: to Barbie again, yeah. <laughs> or you do half of it. Then you walk out and you start the other movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cedar hop into the next one. Yeah. I've, I've heard a little bit of
0: Oppenheimer. I you know I mean I love Christopher Nolan films. Um mm-hmm. but I've I've definitely heard I've heard a lot but I mean it, it is a darker movie. uh, you know, theme obviously. So I don't know. It, it's one of those things that I feel like I would have watched it during award season, but I don't know if I want to watch it during the summer. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean like you know my answer. I've yeah. I've already said Barbie. I'm I'm team Barbie 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Now.
0: There it is folks. Team Barbie um undo pixel thank you for joining us uh they're asking the all-important question monkeys or koalas
1: that's a that's a good question koalas are vicious yeah are really vicious yeah that's what i've heard they will will kill you yeah they will just straight up kill you now monkeys will also kill you as well apparently monkeys will attack you and go for your nether regions And try to try to like they're they're also vicious. They go for below yeah. the belt because they know <laughs> that's the most effective way to, to tear you down. Yeah, I think both um, both are scary. Both yeah. are better than bears. Koalas are sort of bears. You know koala bears. So yeah. therefore, I have to go with monkeys personally.
0: Yeah, because i oh, yeah both of them are and both will rip off your face, folks. Either one will rip off your face. Yeah, uh, tear you apart. Oh man, I feel like monkeys aren't they stronger? I I would be, I'm more afraid of a monkey because of their strength. But I feel like a koala could just like leap on your face and scratch it off, and you know like that. So I don't know. I'll, I'll pick monkeys as well.
1: They they're yeah they just seem way monkeys scary. is a larger category of of things. So but yeah, but we're gonna go with monk monkeys or monks monks for short. <laughs> Uh, oh, here we go. Ethan Hunt or James Bond?
0: That's a great one. I like that one a lot because I love
1: Ethan Hunt, but I grew up on James Bond. Um, wow! I think I think I gotta go. Ethan Hunt. It might just be like Call to the New. Might just be like <laughs> I'm thinking of a Mission Impossible. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig as James Bond really does it for me. Same. But I think I think. Um, I got to go for the actual sort of batshit crazy that yeah. Ethan Hunt does. Yeah. In terms of like who would I want on my team to do something? James yeah. Bond would be too busy seducing my wife yes. and <laughs> and having a cocktail. And yeah. Ethan Hunt is like strapping a bomb to his chest and flying into space and then throwing it as far as he can. You know totally.
0: what I mean? Holy. 100%. Like,
1: yeah. That's the sort of distinction between the two. I was on so yeah. my team. Yeah. I was
0: sort of on the fence, but as, as you started talking, I was like, Yeah, you're making a great point. You know, uh James Bond's doing other things rather than focusing on, hey, I want to do crazy stuff and make sure we complete this mission and save all my friends. Yeah. And so but oh man, I'd love Daniel Craig as James Bond. Uh he was my favorite oh, bond. So good. Yeah, Absolutely. so good. Yeah. And but yeah, we're going Ethan Hunt. That, that's a good one. Thank you, friends. Well done. Yeah um okay i'm gonna leave this one for chris uh we um Saladin asking henry the or
1: edward the third mm, i mean edward the third doesn't really have uh a, a show maybe are you thinking richard the third as richard well III? okay yeah um if it's richard the third i would go with richard the because richard the third is like the best history play if it's not then henry the eighth because who is Edward the Third? I don't know you. You don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> is Richard the
0: Third the one with the uh, my kingdom for a horse? Is that the
1: yeah? The big that's him, Yeah, hey, I know He's a got a hump too. Oh he's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, He nice. starts with now is the winter of our discontent, a ah. glorious summer by this house of York. So good. And so York's in. Yeah, and that in power. He's just like he's like a he's a he's a he's a, he's a baddie. He's a bad person, but he's nice. fun to watch. And he's like really good at manipulating people. Aha. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, we're
0: talking now, so going back to Spider Verse, Kingpin or the Spot? Oh, boy. Spot, oh, what a unique character, right? But the kingpin is, this,
1: is the spot in the latest one
0: yes in yeah, across the, the the spider-verse yeah, yeah the spot I is like i haven't seen it yet oh, okay that, yeah when you see it i mean that's like the main baddie I and mean, you'll see oh, what right. happens yeah yeah really cool character but for me the kingpin i don't know just a little more grounded in real, not reality but just a little more grounded for character I, i've always liked the mm-hmm.
1: kingpin as a bad guy kingpin's um, great i mean like Vincent D'Onofrio has done a lot oh, for Kingpin, I feel.
0: He was so good, yeah. So yeah. good as Kingpin.
1: But anytime you see Kingpin in the comics, or like like in a cartoon, yeah. like Kingpin's pretty cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's, oh, Undo Pixel. We're going to the
0: classics here. Catan, or Catan, or Ticket to Ride. Great question. Me, personally, oh. I'm, I'm going Ticket to Ride. That's the one that got me base... It got me and my wife into the hobby. I was getting into the hobby because of pandemic, but then once Ticket to Ride showed up at the door, we just we could not stop playing that, so that's the one. And then years later, after I'd already gotten into the hobby, I finally got to play Catan, and it was good. I mean, I can see why it was so popular, but it, it had already sort of... Um,
1: it didn't age well for,
0: for us, so
1: yeah. Ticket yeah, to Ride for me. I, I, I feel like a, today, right now, I would... I would want to play a game of Ticket to Ride more than Catan, but Mm -hmm. I've got to always pick Catan because Catan is my gateway. Catan, I've played so many games of, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I still enjoy it. And I expect I'll be playing it at some point during this summer. Oh, before, before Ticket to Ride. Oh yeah, definitely. I gotta go with Catan. I gotta go with Catan. Even though it's that's a really good one. Yeah, I gotta go with Catan.
0: Uh, here's uh, for our Andrew Scott, our friend says global warning real or made up by Chris? <laughs> yeah, I think made up by me. I, I think, think so too. That
1: makes the most sense, I, I right? thought
0: I thought that long, long ago, in fact. Years ago. I was
1: thinking this has got to be made up by uh, a guy named Chris George. It's like, oh, is it hotter out? No, it's no. not. <laughs> Am I burning this year when I, <laughs> I wasn't 10 years ago? Uh, Probably not. Probably not. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Where's some sand? I just want to stick my head in that. Oh, it's too hot. Sand.
0: A goblin asks, worker placement or world exploration?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Worker placement all day. I yeah. mean, world exploration, I assume you mean just like, expanding maps and like or or new discovering new things going out exploring the world like new passage whatever sort of aspect of that none of it any any sort of possible um framing of that term Mm -hmm. i i would choose worker placement over it because it's just like such a solid bones of a system yeah yeah i i agree it just works right yeah i i'm
0: there's that this there point where i had been in the hobby for maybe like six months or so and you know when you first get into it you know you're just you know bright-eyed and bushy-tailed you want to play everything and right off the bat i just always enjoyed the worker placement games that i played stone age um what was the other one uh euphoria from stonemaier games and a couple other ones and those just really for whatever reason i i just I like the fact that, you know, it's really simple. You place something and do something, you know, and that, that's all it is. And it just, for my mind, it just jibed. And then seeing the different ways you can combo, and then sometimes you can block other players. I, I really like that. And so, yeah, worker placement for me all day, every day. Um, and then someone was asking, Rushko. Rushko is saying, hey, worker placement or deck
1: building? That's also a great question. Yeah. Uh, I think when I did my... Because on my channel I, I I went through all the board game geek mechanics and I like defined and I ranked them. Mm-hmm. And so I made a whole list of them. I I believe worker placement was like my number four. No oh. fall mechanic was my number four. Okay. Um worker placement was 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 close, mm-hmm. but I think deck building was higher. Oh. Oh uh, this is tough now though. I feel like it's something I could go back and forth on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh totally. But I think because it was deck building and it was like pool building as well like as bgg defines it not just deck building but they're like bag building and pool building so right. it, it categorizes all those and so i think because of that variability i would probably opt for the deck building pool building systems Ooh. over worker placement okay that's my that's my answer yeah you know my, mine's gonna yeah i think I
0: for me i'll have to do this with a little caveat so i love worker placement i do enjoy deck building but it's got to be as part of a board game. Like pure deck building, just card play, I'm probably going to... I wouldn't rank it as high as like deck building as part of a, like a, a larger board game. A perfect example, mm. Clank or, you know, yep. something like yep. that where it's like, hey, I'm building, you know, deck building, but I'm also exploring a dungeon and doing other stuff, pushing my luck and whatnot. So I like that as part of a, a larger game. Um, You know, I know you're a big fan of that game Trains as well. I love that. That's yeah. like... Yeah. For me, perfect storm. You got deck building and you got ticket to ride mashed up in one. Oh, I love Michelle and I love 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 trains. You know we gotta play that again. It's been a while, so I'm
1: gonna have to bust that out, man. Bust it out, yeah. So good for sure. I wish I had it here. I know with me. Oh, goblin board game cafes are for exactly.
0: Uh, Goblin follows up with, hey, clank over Dominion. Um, Yeah, for me personally, I, I would do that, but I know that Dominion with all those expansions, they do some really cool stuff. But it's still pure, like, hard play.
1: Yeah. Right? So. yeah, even still, like, the board elevates it so much more for me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that other aspect. Yeah. Um, Kim says, never play another
0: campaign game, or only play campaign games for all time, but you don't get to pick the games.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's easy answer. Never play another campaign game. Same. Yeah. Don't <laughs> even need to think about it, because I never want to play another campaign game anyway there are too many and it takes too much time yeah. <laughs> and and they, they they take all my energy and money and i don't have the actual time to put into them <laughs> yeah. to get the value back from them right.
0: that's <laughs> they're a, a scourge there's they're the, such a double-edged the, sword like in, yeah i love them in theory in theory i love campaigns i think they're awesome but yeah just the reality is like, oh, it's so hard to get the same group of players, you know, every time for a game, and then eventually someone's gonna burn out and you know, leave the campaign. It's like, oh, do we finish it without them? Do we recruit someone new that hasn't played anything? You know, oh. Yeah. But having said that, some of the best experience I've had are with campaign games. I'm just the narratives and you know, but I would have to go with never playing another yeah. campaign game, sadly. Oh, Goblin. Build oh, what does it say? Build the board in game or build the cards
1: in game. Oh, what like card crafting. That's like, like that, like the sleeving, like from Canvas or yeah, uh, Dead Reckoning or yeah. Mystic edge Veil. Of, yeah, edge of edge of, dark, edge of says darkness that too. Yep.
0: Um. Huh. I like I like I... card crafting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't had that much experience with any card crafters. So but like my inclination is still building the board because I, I love that I I think being able to survey something when mm-hmm. you're done is more satisfying than looking at a card that you've only built for its mechanics and not for its actual like visual appeal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh, totally. Like I'm sure you're building it like Like, but something like Carcassonne, for example, you're building that board out, and at the end, you got this whole like cool thing. And sure, it's been built for a purpose for scoring points, and you're playing strategically, but you also get to like see this cool thing that you've created at the end. Yeah. I know, like, one of the critiques of Canvas is like, yeah, I really want to make my cards look beautiful. But that's not going to make a good card, right? <laughs> and have like work for points, yeah, right? yeah. And so it's that—that that is the sort of thing that I associate is that counterintuitive nature of card crafting mm-hmm. that is is hard to do, right? I think just works better, yeah, um, yeah. So for the visual satisfaction, that's what I would say. Absolutely. So like
0: tile yeah. lane games, obviously Carcassonne, you know the the, the um yeah. the the OG one, but I was thinking. Though, I mean, I, I, I'm agreeing, uh, i agreeing. I want to see the billboard. Uh, the one recently that was just amazing to me was Rolling Heights uh, from AEG, John D. Claire, where you're rolling meeples to build the city. And at the end, you've literally built a city. They're like little skyscrapers. And stuff. It's like one of the coolest like, end game photos that you'll ever take because it's a 3D cool. building. Oh my gosh, Rolling Heights is, is great.
1: I know. I'm still waiting to get a copy of that. Uh I, I have it I think I have it coming my way, but I, I know you like it a lot. So yeah. I'm really excited to try it. I still haven't gotten it yet, though. Yeah, I think you'll dig
0: it. It's it's uh, you know, easy game to pick up. You're just rolling meeples and doing the actions and stuff, but uh, there's enough there, I think, for uh, you know, veteran gamers like yourself that hey, there's it's not just you know pure luck and how the meeples roll. There are things that you can set up, uh, do do little slight engine building,
1: and then when you just build those buildings, man, it's so cool, it just looks awesome. Yeah. You know? uh Goblin's... goblin was saying oh yeah yeah i was thinking of charterstone but yeah but i think i think any of that sort of like legacy aspect too mm-hmm. um i i prefer the board right because i prefer the communal experience and the communal affecting the like larger state is what i would think of rather than just like a smaller state yeah i'm thinking of like mechanics or whatever
3: mm-hmm.
1: great okay we'll do one more and then we're gonna start getting ready for the show because we got
0: a big show today folks we're gonna be talking about oh, a lot yeah. of games yeah uh wrap this up with Wizard of Oz or Willy Wonka? Like the characters, I assume.
1: I was thinking the movies. The
0: movie. Yeah, I was thinking the movie.
1: Well, let's let's answer both. Well, because the movie would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right, right, I'm yeah. Saying.
0: That's right. Yeah. I'm
1: just I'm just saying. Someone's getting uh, a little <laughs> precise here, folks. Someone wants to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> These are the important questions. Um, so so for, for characters. Willy Wonka cuz Wizard of Oz is a piece of garbage. Agreed. Right? Like he's yep. he's a garbage person. Yep. Um oh, <laughs> got another movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew the, I knew it was a movie. <laughs> um for movie eh I think they're both just okay, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I I don't find like too much affection towards either of them. I think I probably would personally lean towards um Willy Wonka. Because it has Augustus Gloop, and so you do get to see Augustus Gloop, yeah, getting going down the river. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and being blown up by an Oompa Loompa. So you, it yeah. is that although, no, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to change my answer. Even really, with Augustus, Yeah, I'm changing my answer because I remember um, the physicality from the Scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. I remember the last time I watched Wizard of Oz uh-huh. from like as an adult, and I was really. I really loved his, his his physicality. I thought his physicality as a scarecrow is actually like really awesome, like body work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so because of that, because of the scarecrow, Augustus Gloop goes first. The scarecrow I can watch for more of the movie. Nice. So because of that, I get more scarecrow action. You get the Wicked Witch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you've changed. Although your- I don't know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has two sets of grandparents sleeping in the same bed so there's that <laughs> depends on what you're into i guess uh. Fred, this
0: is the type of in-depth analysis you could expect every time on the r&r and R show i'm going with willy wonka the character and the movie um just <laughs> i'd rather watch the the whole like the, the chocolate factory that's that just speaks to me getting the uh, magic ticket and why And I don't have to worry about seeing those scary flying monkeys or whatever they are. And That's bots. true. Yeah. Yeah, those are terrifying. And no, I did not have nightmares about those when I was a kid <laughs> or adult. <laughs> okay. <So laughs> thank you, friends, uh, for hanging out with us today. Thank you for all the great this and that. We did an extended this and that just for y'all here on the pre-show. But now we're going to get ready to do our show today. This is the mid-year board game tag. Um... Sponsored by Cephalo for Games. Um, and what we're going to do today is talk about the tags uh, that our friend Rolling Reggie uh, uh, posted on his video. And why don't I do this here? I had, let me see, now playing. And thank you for the subs- subscription, Selenet. Appreciate you. Thanks, Evan. Uh Folks, uh, be sure to check out Reggie's video there. I just dropped the link in chat. That will be in the show notes as well um you know great video it's got it started this great conversation all throughout uh board game youtube and here yep. now here on twitch so what we're gonna do we're just, just gonna um, answer the questions as they come up or uh, as reggie had, um did them in his video it'll be me chris and then of course richard joining through the power of a video um how are we feeling chris are we ready to go
1: i'm ready to go I'm ready to go. I was what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I saw Board Game Garden just put up uh, her response to the tag. Oh, you know, cool. Over there. Awesome. Yeah, I saw that as I was going on YouTube before, right before jumping on this. I was nice. like, oh, there's another tag. We better get on it. Yes. That's what
0: I Here we are, folks. So you're going to see this live. Again, <laughs> if someone raid, uh, raids us or you know comes on in, please welcome them and just let us know. Uh, you can also use the command live. And that'll let us uh, let uh, folks know. Hey, we're doing this. We won't be responding directly to y'all
1: until the post show. So let me get all this ready here. It feels like there will be a post show. It also feels like you don't have to justify your picks as much in this one, right? You know, you just be like, "Hey, this is it. That's what it is." Yeah.
0: Too um, bad. You know.
1: <laughs> I I feel like I talk a lot and I go too long, uh, but I feel like I won't go too long with these. So oh, really? I'm, I'm. I think I think we'll get a. I think we'll get an after chat. We'll okay. See
0: cool um, faith. I mean yeah I mean feel free to talk as much as you want but again I know you're dealing with uh, voice issues so I can carry the uh, the workload today if <laughs> necessary uh, oh but before we get going let me do our uh, battle royale folks y'all gonna oh, battle it out
1: duke it out good luck everybody good luck to everybody yes. I hope you win and that yes. Rado doesn't win <laughs> yeah okay here that we go sincerest hope <laughs> Good luck, everybody. I like that the music's here. Yeah, you can hear the music now, right? Oh yeah. Nice. It's ominous. Or at least it's ominous for me on the delay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so let's see, who's, uh... I can never read these names. I know,
1: we, well, need, to, we need to in everyone. Yeah. Okay, Rotto's still in it, so someone's got to get Richard. Somebody's got to get Richard. What I did learn is that the red is not your health, but it is, in fact, your hurt. So the more red you have, the closer you are to exploding. For those of you at home, that's what I learned. You see this dropping down, that med pack that Andrew Scott foolishly ran away from. (laughs) Done like a little idiot baby. and that's why Andrew Scott's gonna explode right now bam Here you comes got Well, I was on my delay <laughs> he probably was already dead The for one um, is out and I was and I was dancing on his body <laughs>
0: then there were two folks who is that
1: it comes down to this yes Roshko come can on you do Zen for one get that pack Oh, you needed that pack. Yeah. Is Rosco in there? Yes. Let's go. Come on. Come on, get that pack. Oh, there's. Oh, look at all those packs over on the other side, on the side of the screen. Yikes. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter, Rosco. That's what happens when you sub to with Prime, it's not rigged, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> GG Roshko. Folks, let's
0: drop some GGs. Good game for Roshko. I'm gonna drop one in there under the Rotto name. Good game. Well done. And it's random. So you you've randomly <laughs> chosen. <laughs> you randomly won something, but yeah, you get points too. Oh, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take a moment, folks, as uh, Chris catches his breath. Sorry, Chris. Imagine, Eric, thank you for joining us. Good to see you, Fred. That was really funny. (laughs) It's
1: random. It's
0: random. (laughs) We didn't do anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, We are going to get ready here. Let me get this here. So we're going to move over to this screen now. So you all could go off the screen for a minute, uh, or for the next 20 minutes or so. Let me get this. Okay, we have our that one ready, this one ready, and um, okay. Um, let me get this. Where is my? You, you all get to see the behind the scenes
1: stuff. This is uh, fun, right? This mm. is the stuff that that gets the people talking. Yeah, you know, I have so many rado points. I can't wait to use them. Oh, start using them! Yeah, I'm going to highlight my message and see how exciting that is. Okay.
0: All right. So, yeah, look at that. I am champion, Roshko says. Well done, Roshko. Or do you prefer Roshko? I'm not sure. Roshko. Roshko. Thank you.
1: Look at that. Wow. Spending those rattle points, folks. I have a frequent watcher. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to... uh, I need to remember this because then I need to um, decide what I want to do to talk about. Like, oh, who wants a this or that? Somebody redeemed a this or that. Oh, I this or that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to get ready to go. Uh Chris, here we go. Let's do the nice. mid-year board game tag. And I'm going to start with uh Richard has recorded a, a brief intro with our sponsor, self-lover
2: Games. So, in a way, we go. Hey everybody, this week's episode of the r Show is brought to you by Cephalofair Games and the Gloomhaven Grand Festival. Did you know, folks, there's only a few days left to get in on this epic crowdfunding campaign and one of the biggest of the year, and it has so much going on, starting with the Gloomhaven role-playing game. This is such a cool idea, combining all the free-form, creative, narrative flow of a traditional tabletop, pen-and-paper role-playing game with the brilliant card combo combat of Gloomhaven. It seems like a really great, two great tastes, they taste great together situation. And if that's not enough, there's also about a bajillion miniatures you can get uh, from all of the uh, Gloomhaven creatures and characters and all of that. Uh, You can get them in different quantities. There'll be painting for the rest of your life, all of these miniatures, and you can add them to the RPG or to regular uh, Gloomhaven and Frosthaven campaigns. Also, we've got Gloomhaven 2.0, which is not just a slight redo of the original Gloomhaven. Things have been radically overhauled. All of the character classes have gotten significant tweaks. The inventory item system has been completely redone from the ground up. There is a new faction system that changes the way that you play through the narrative elements of the game. This takes all of the lessons learned over, over half a decade of of Gloomhaven development and reapplies it to where we got started, and it looks fantastic. But all of that, folks, uh, is just the preamble for the coolest thing. It is Gloomhaven Buttons and Bugs. This is a very cool little Gloomhaven micro game that You can get all the gameplay of Gloomhaven in 20-minute sessions in a fun, fast, portable, little, brilliant design. So there is something for everybody here. There's even some new stuff for haven fans uh available on this so check it out folks that is cephalofare's gloomhaven grand festival and it'll be ending its crowdfunding this week on the 19th of july okay now on with the show
0: all right and here we are friends welcome to the rrr show my name is ruel gaviola joined by chris george chris
1: how the heck are you my friend I am better now that I am here with you, Ruel, as always. <laughs> How could I not be? My life is incomplete when I am not here with you on these videos. It's the truth. Oh, uh, you know, I was and thinking. I will stand <laughs> and I will have it written on my grave. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing, Chris. How
0: funny is that? The exact same thing, your words in my one. mind. Yeah. Uh, friends, welcome to the show. We're doing a really cool thing this time. This is very different for us, and we're so excited to do it. This is the mid-year board game tag. So this is something that Rolling Reggie on his YouTube channel did, and he sent it out, and a bunch of creators have been talking about it. We've been They've been answering all the questions. It's basically eight questions, and we'll go by those one by one here. With Richard through the uh, wonders of uh, video, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of great games and uh, recent games, and as well as the old ones too. Uh, we do want to shout out one more time, uh, Cephalofair Games. Want to thank them for sponsoring today's video. As you saw in the intro, there they've got this big campaign. Again, check out the show notes below, and uh, you can you know link, uh, check out the link and see all the things they've got going on. The campaign's going to end in a couple of days, or when the YouTube video is out, it should be like the next day or, or two. Uh, but really cool thing. Now, full disclosure: I have been working with SelfLoveAffair behind the scenes uh, throughout the campaign, doing their you know some uh, Twitch and YouTube work for them. I have legitimately, I'm totally legitimately excited about the whole campaign, but especially buttons and bugs, folks. Year, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, maybe just last year. No, I think it was a couple of years ago. Joe Clipful, one of the de- a designer, he took Gloomhaven and did a thing called Gloom Holden, where he distilled the entire Gloomhaven game down to 18 cards. He made a micro game out of it. It's it so brilliant. And Isaac Childress and the whole team over there at Suffolk Fair, they loved it so much, they decided to license it and create a whole new thing called Buttons and Bugs. So you basically take the game, shrink it down to, you know, 18 cards, but they re-expanded it to 100 cards. But you're still playing Gloomhaven, but it's, like, totally stripped down. I, I It's such a brilliant idea. And, you know, I had to bite my tongue for about a month because I knew about it ahead of time, but I could not say anything, you know, NDAs and all that, but... I knew when it was released going to be released halfway through the campaign, it's going to be a huge hit, and it has been. Like, I can't wait to play it. Uh, Nikki Valens helped um, design it along with the original designer, Joe Cliffall, and Isaac Childress. And Isaac actually created a whole new narrative for it, too. So be sure to check that out, folks. Um, Chris, how you doing? you holding up there? <coughs> oh, oh, no, shoot. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. <laughs> so no worries. So Chris, uh, you know, he's an actor. He is on, you know, he is away from home right now, uh, doing some uh plays and you know, the voice, folks, as actors, very really important. And unfortunately, I you know, he said, I
1: didn't, I didn't have a problem until we started recording this. Yeah, I was so good in the pre show. Oh, totally, and then, and something has been unlocked in me. No worries, it, but you know what it is, it's my passion for Gloomhaven buttons and bugs as well. Th- there it I think, is, folks. Like I think legitimately to get us back on on track. Sorry for the no folks at home. I'm still I'm still fine. I'm here and I got my mute button, and that's the whole point that exists. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, buttons and bugs is is the thing that I think is the best thing to come out of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it looks it looks really good. It, it's fifteen bucks. Yeah, and i i'm i'm really excited by what i've what i've seen there it's it's i, I love the inception of it yep. i love that it came from somebody who just wanted to have this solo version yeah and i think it's like a really cool adaptation of it
0: it, sure. it really is and you know i think you know, Jaws of the Lion, that's the one that, you know, I feel like it was the most accessible for new players to the world. I believe now that Buttons of Bug, this is the one to get. Buttons of Bugs, if you're new to Gloomhaven, that's it. But again, check out the show notes yeah. below. Uh, folks, why don't we get into this mid year board game tag? Again, the questions and prompts were provided by rolling uh reggie uh, i want to thank reggie again mm-hmm. check the show notes below for his original uh video we're gonna kick things off uh with chris as long as you're okay chris we're gonna kick things off with I you think, my friend I
1: okay <laughs> i think the fit the fit may have passed okay and and, and i am here and ready to ready to talk about some fun things okay cool and if you do need a break I'm sorry if i blow out your ears
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you need do need a break just let me know and we're we're happy to you know get you back on track here but we're we're gonna have you kick things off chris with the first prompt uh from reggie which is what is your favorite game and this is for uh for
1: this year january 2023 to the present time so kick things off first yeah and we were talking a little bit about this just about the list and how excited we were to do it uh and i i love that it's like a 2023 check-in but there are so many i don't think there's a 2023 game on my list honestly except Mm -hmm. for things that that are coming out but actually on board game geek it's written as 2022 because the Kickstarter was back in 2022. Uh-huh. Um, but I know it's actually coming out like I was trying to think of physical things. But, I, but I, love this, I love this idea of just like, what have you been playing? It is just a mid-year check-in. It's just like, how, how have you been having fun? What have you been playing? All that sort of stuff. And so um, my favorite game that I have played this year that was, that was new to me that I'd never played before uh, is right behind me, actually. Nice. And yeah. what do we have? And we got Rococo. Rococo, yeah. Rococo, it's uh, by Hugo Griffin Games. It's this big friggin' deluxe edition. And it's, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's obviously gorgeous. This um, this has been such a lovely surprise hit for me. It was something that I had wanted to try for a while and finally got the chance. And it, 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 it it just is so friggin' elegant. It also helps that microphone. Renee likes it as well. It's definitely her favorite game of the year as well. Um, nice. It's got this, this uh, hand management, kind of little deck building aspect. You start with a hand of six cards and they're either little baby assistants, some like medium tailors or beautiful cream of the crop tailors. And on your turn, you're gonna play one of those cards And you can do an action based upon like the skill level of them. So you can hire new people and those go directly into your hand. And so then you can play them again to take extra actions. You can gather materials. You can gather threads and stuff. You can weave those threads into a fine dress. And then you can put that dress on display in the grand hall. Or you can sell it for more money to get more materials and more stuff down the line. It's just like you can see the the picture of it right there. Mm -hmm. And the board is so elegant the deluxe edition comes with these cool little like uh, threads and lace tokens and i had never played it before and man oh man has this shot up in my ranks it's so fun it's just it's just so fun like i wish i wish i had more to say like critically about it (laughs) but but i can't because it's just so fun yeah um i played it at four and at two so far uh, just kind of the base game so far. I haven't experimented with any of the little modules that they have in there. You can add in jewelry, and you can add in a bunch of this other stuff. But it's just, like, the 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 base game itself is really, really good. And it's an expensive game because it is at this, like, deluxe copy. And so, like, if you know anything about, like, me personally, I'm super cheap. But um, it, it was... It's just been such a blast to play, yeah. uh, and so so I'm uh, yeah happy that that's that is definitely my favorite game, and that's... and I can't wait to play it again. Nice, it's one that I'm like actively looking forward to, to keep playing.
0: No, oh, I love that, and it's so good to hear that because I have never played Rococo, and it's oh no, yeah, it is on my bucket list. So a funny thing, I actually ordered it um, right after it, it it hit retail or whatever the the deluxe version everything. I ordered from a local uh store and somehow my order never got placed. I thought I was charged for it and then I kept asking. They said, Oh yeah, it's and unfortunately like months later I was they never had my game. So I was like so bummed and I just sort of you know, I made you know, my card was never charged, whatever, and I was just sort of uh frustrated and I never got back onto it. Is you know, again, you know how fast things move in the board game world. I just yeah, yeah you know, my attention absolutely. you know went elsewhere. But then just watching, you know rado's run through and also what you were just saying it's like i need to play this game i know it's good like everyone i've talked it's to has really loved good. it it was out of print for many years and then that's this deluxe version yeah. came in oh it looks gorgeous and the fact that you said it's worth the money chris that really skyrockets in my my opinion i yeah. definitely want to get there i so. cheap yeah i think
3: it's
1: worth the money
0: <laughs> me too yeah. all right great
1: call okay what's uh, your favorite game well thanks chris i'm gonna listen. i'm gonna mute myself but yeah. i'm still gonna be listening
0: cool uh thanks for asking chris yeah my favorite uh this was uh something that surprised me uh, a little bit this year i knew about this game um but i didn't expect to you know i i you know i i was really interested in the theme mainly because i'm a book nerd I, i'm a word nerd so anything like books or uh stuff like that i'm immediately interested in and books of time was a game that was sort of off my radar, and then it once it came out of the radar, it, it's been a huge, huge hit. Uh, Michelle and I played this for the Tabletop Live Network. That's our monthly event that I do with the Brothers Murph. We help coordinate it. We live stream for uh, all weekend long. And this one was a sponsored playthrough from Boards and Dice. And man, oh man, I love this game. The theme, it's a, about building books, literally putting books together. If you can see in the video, Michelle and I each have three little two-ring th- uh, two ring binders so you are actually, let me uh, see if I can show you some of these. You're taking, as you can see here, Michelle's actually taking the little page, placing it in the book, and that's her action. So, you know, or that's going to give her action. So as you, uh, you know, play actions, you're going to flip or turn the page and then do other actions. It's such a unique tableau builder. I, I it's It just totally blew me away, and I love the fact that it's a Gateway Plus game. So I just sort of expected this to be heavier because it's a board and dice game, but... Thankfully, no, it's not like Teotihuacan. It's more along the lines of, um, you know, Zapotec, where you're going to have about a 60 to 90 minute game. It's going to be a little crunchy, but not so crunchy where it's like a three hour game or two and a half hour game. And that's like perfect for me and, you know, Michelle. Uh, That's the type of games she loves. So Books of Time, you have three different books, uh, three different topics that you're building, and you have a civilization track that you can go up and as you build your books you're going to start collecting resources there's some set collection to this oh man i just adore this game and it's so thematic you know you're you know you got your ink that you can use and your erasers and oh my gosh and as you'll see in the right side of that screen there's like i forget what it's called but it's like the main book and that one it's like an event that happens for everyone each time that page turns you're getting closer to the end of the game so by the i think it's like 15 turns and by the Uh, when there's like three turns left, you'll know. It has like a bookmark. It says, hey, we have three turns left. Oh, it's so clever and absolutely loved it. It's been a hit. It does have a solo version, too, which I have not, unfortunately, been able to play, but I've heard good things about the solo version. Uh, But yeah, this has been my favorite game of the year. That is Books of Time. Cool. Yeah.
1: Never heard of it excited to play
0: it yeah it's it's fantastic chris i think you'd like it uh if you're a fan of tableau building uh this does tableau building in a very new and unique way okay so those are our favorite games let's see what richard has for us richard take it away
2: oh man Well, I am so jealous. I so desperately want to play Books of Time. There was actually a snafu. I was supposed to get a review copy sent to me from the publisher, but it went to Kimberly instead, which is why she did the run-through on the channel, and she did a great job uh, and made me want it even more. Kimberly, I'm coming for you. I am going to get that copy of Books of Time. And after I play it, well, I might end up agreeing with you. And hey, Chris, 2013 called, and they say, Welcome to the party, pal. I mean, Rococo is fantastic. The reprint is amazing. I can't blame you. It's good stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're playing some catch-up. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, fantastic game. Uh, For me, what is the best thing I've played so far this year? It's got to be Jump Drive, the Terminal Velocity expansion. This is not the best standalone new game I've played, but... Uh, this expansion adds so much to what was already a nearly perfect, flawless, fast-playing little card game. This takes Jump Drive out of my top 50 and brings it into my top 20, quite frankly, with the uh, new objectives system that was added and the um, extra cards that have gone in... And uh, I, I, I already love Jump Drive. The solo mode is fantastic. You can play five-player. It's just one of the greatest card games. I mean, it so eclipses its predecessor, Race for the Galaxy. Now, this is basically Race for the Galaxy Express with the Terminal Velocity expansion. It's getting uh, it's starting to muscle in on Roll for the Galaxy as my all-time fave. Don't tell my wife I said that. But anyway, so far, of everything I've played this year, it's got to be um, Jump Drive, Terminal Velocity. Okay, back to you guys.
0: Okay, Jump Drive. So I recently just played Jump Drive on BGA. Folks, on Board Game Arena, they have a bunch of board games you can play for free. Jump Drive is a great implementation. I have not played Terminal Velocity yet. But if it's, I mean, Jump Drive is brilliant. But if it's taking it from 50 into the top 20, that's saying something that's Richard. really significant yeah. yeah wasn't
1: jump drive was was his number one for our for travel games that I, we did yeah this week wasn't it yeah that's what
0: i thought and for him to say this one takes it to a whole new level i'm excited yeah. to try this out yeah. have you have you played a velocity a terminal velocity? No, i haven't
1: i haven't played any of the jump drives okay I, I, not from last week i mean i'm still catching up from 2013 really yeah. how am i supposed to <laughs> do you think i played it in a week Well, no chance <laughs> Now I'm talking. I can't wait to get to 2014. It's right around the corner. <laughs> I think there's going to be some gems in there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, oh, I don't
0: know why it says books of time. It's because I forgot to change the title. But hey, that's okay because we're moving on to our second prompt from our friend Rolling Reggie, um, Chris. We're going to have you lead the way as
1: usual. Um, what you got yeah. for our mo- your most played game? Now this is a really weird one. This is weird to me that it is my most played game and and honestly I kind of cheated with this because my actually my most played game is now kind of is Skull this year because oh. that's what we've been playing at lunch and yeah. so I've been logging all the plays and it plays just so quickly. So, but we talked about it in the travel games and so I didn't want to be that that guy, you know, who just repeats the same things from the previous list onto this, this, this same list I didn't want to be that person. Uh, so I figured uh, I should, I I'd go to my second most played. And, and I also feel like those, those games it, it's hard to where you can play like five or six games in a sitting, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of inflates the numbers in a way that I didn't think uh, embodied the spirit of, of this question. Mm. And and then, so my second one, I think I've, I've like 10 plays of this, this year. And it's oh. so surprising to me because I don't, I don't think I, I I think I even put out the review on this last year. Um, it's psychic pizza deliverers go to a ghost town. Nice. I have played this game. I didn't realize I'd played this game so much, but I have played this game so much. And like, I didn't even think I would get to that many plays of this game <laughs> because I'm like, it's it's a fun game. Like, it's definitely a fun game. Yeah. You, you, one player plays the mayor. And I think that's why I've played so many games of it uh, is because I've run this a lot. Um, so one person plays the mayor of ghost town and knows the layout of ghost town and everybody else doesn't. So everybody else has to go through ghost town, finding a pizza and delivering it to a house while avoiding ghosts and fences and stuff. And so they'll move North and you'll say, you successfully move North and around you are, fences here and there might be some ghosts here and there might be some pizzas here and it gives kind of like a general layout about what's around you and so you're plotting out the map as you're going around but you might fall into teleporters etc um and and I think I've played this a bunch because I've played it since I, I even came to Halifax because my girlfriend Renee really likes it and she likes introducing it to new people and then like younger kids really like it too so like her her nephew has really taken a shine to it and was like, let's play the ghost pizza one. Right. <laughs> and so just having this, this sort of like weird, unique party trick game, so to speak. Like it's 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 it feels like a party trick. It feels like, hey, the, here's this weird, unique thing that's out there. I I guess I've wanted to show it off and or or it's been pulled out, or people have asked about it because of the title or whatever, but it's it's mind-boggling to me. That this has gotten like ten <laughs> plays, um, and uh, yeah, and 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 beats pretty much everything else on the list. I wanted to cheat. I wanted to cheat and just put something that I liked more, like Avalon, which is also vying for it. Yeah. Um, which was close, but I I, I decided to go with this one because I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. And this is and this is the one reason why I'm very happy I started logging plays because I can look back in my like bg stats app and say yep i played this this many times and didn't realize it uh, and so <laughs> i knew that it would come in handy for youtube and i only started it because of youtube and i knew it would come in handy uh so that's that's psychic pizza delivers go to a ghost town inexplicably nice. my most played game uh, <laughs> and I, great. I think that makes sense too because i'm like i'm a pretty big omni gamer i like playing a lot of different things mm-hmm. and, and so I wasn't expecting anything to be like super high up and yeah. I was expecting more of the coups and the skulls. Uh, but again, since both of those were on the, the list last week and I didn't want to repeat, <laughs> um, that's why, uh,
0: that's why we're here now. Very nice. Uh, yeah. I want to shout out uh, our friends, table nuts, uh, table Knots for doing the video. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, use that. Um, I guess we should ask permission first, but you know, you know, it's nothing but love here, but uh, Chris, I've, been like so into this game ever since you mentioned it before uh just yeah. because of the name alone that's like one of the great all yeah. t- all-time 100%. great names psychic pizza yeah. delivery is going to the ghost heaven i like yeah. that it's a game that's very accessible because i know with my you know niece and nephew they hear the name they're definitely going to be into it you know it's like yeah oh, we're, we're playing it you know just based on name alone yeah yeah cool yeah. okay
1: for sure uh, gets kids in
0: yeah, yeah. Looking forward to trying it. um I'm going to move on to my most played game of the year. And I actually, you know, knew this game would get played a lot because I got a preview of this last year. I've talked about the game um, already on the channel. Um, but I got a preview of this last year at PAX Unplugged. And the second I got my two minute demo, I was like, this is going to be one of the best games of the year. And I know it's going to be played a lot in my household. And it is Nemalia. Uh, this is a small uh, card based game. Um, from Lucky Duck Games, Uh, Richard did his little uh, run through here. You are just laying cards down, building your little reserve. Uh, And you're lining up the animals. It's got that sort of Sprawlopolis thing where you are, you know, laying cards on other cards. It's a card drafting game. And then it's got the spatial element of how are you going to, you know, get all these different animals and uh, reserves lined up the different terrains. It's got different goals. Um, You score two goals every round. And it changes every round, just like in Cartographers. So it's got the best of Sprawlopolis, Cartographers, and card drafting games the second I saw um, it, it really was just like a two-minute demo. I was like, yeah, I'm all in on this. And when I brought it home, like when they sent me a review copy, I tore it open, relearned the rules, and Michelle and I just fell in love with it. And we played it almost, I think, 10 times already this year. And I've introduced it to, I think, four different gaming groups or friends, and they've all loved it too. So nothing uh it, it didn't surprise me but it, that i played it that much i loved it that much and i know richard um that one for uh, nemalia for him sort of came out of nowhere i believe and so i know he was really pumped about it but that's why it's my choice or that's why it's been my game that i've played the most this year that's nemalia
1: nice yeah okay. i haven't played it but you you you're selling it very well I, I love that dual, that's sort of dual scoring condition of cartographers. I think yeah. that's a really cool thing. And so yep. that gets me into Yeah. Sure.
0: When they, when uh, it was actually Bree from Lucky Duck, um, when she worked with them, she had mentioned, Hey, I'm going to show you this game. It's going to take two minutes. And the first thing I want to let you know is it's got cartographer style scoring i was like oh yeah because i love that uh mechanism like how you know you know what's scoring the first round and you also know what's going to score in the fourth round right so things are going to change but you can still sort of plan ahead i love that and they yeah yeah, it's a it's a brilliant design and uh yeah look i'm hoping to get a copy soon chris because it's wonderful okay let's go let's see what richard's got to say for his most played game
2: of the year All right, well, yes, Namalia is fantastic. Folks, you have not heard the last of it on this very list. I'll talk a bit more about it soon. But um, Chris, congratulations, you made it up to 2022. And I do have to admit, I I do think this game looks really, really cool. I saw your video of it a while ago and was very impressed and very saddened that it does not support two players. It's a three-player minimum game, which is not surprising. That's often the case with hidden movement games. Although, I did check on BoardGameGeek, and people have reported that it works Great as a two-player game, with uh, the second player controlling two pizza delivery uh, agents, uh, delivery folk. Uh, so hey, yo, it could be pretty cool. That's all very, very nice. But what did I play most so far this year? Uh, it's got to be Earth. Man, I played the heck out of this game at the uh, Dice Tower West Library. I think I played it with you. Well, I don't remember. I played it with so many people. I played it probably not quite a dozen times this year, which is a lot for me, because I'm always playing you know, new things to cover for the channel. But I what I played it a lot at the convention, then I played it quite a bit uh, with my wife, Jen, while we were on the road. Then I sent it to Kimberly so she could film it for the channel, and then I was very, very sad. So sad! I missed it so much that I went and bought myself another copy at a friendly local game store down in Salem, Oregon. And uh, I've got it, and i played it again. So, we just can't get enough because this is such a big, crunch game that gets so much gameplay done in such a fast time frame. Uh, It's absolutely amazing. Now, I am going to give an honorable mention to Sagrada uh, Artisans uh, because I played this over a dozen times, and it is a 2023 game, but I played this a while ago, uh, last year, I think, when I covered it in prototype form. So, I don't think it really fits. It is, uh, the most played 2023 game of mine, but not the game I played most in 2023, which, again, is Earth, which is fantastic. It's going to be making a lot of best of the year lists at the end of this year. Mark my words! Okay. Yeah, um... Richard, yes, uh, that was me. I did play with you at Dice
0: Tower West. We played a four-player game. It was me, you, uh, Nick Murphy, Shay, and I think one of their friends. Um, was it a five-player game? I forget. But I loved Earth. Uh, same, same feeling. The second I played, I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be one of the top games uh, of the year." I know it, got, it was all the rage at Dice Tower West. I was like the game that generated the most buzz. Um, I actually, I've actually played it a couple times on Board Game Arena, folks. It's free. You, know, you go play Board Game Arena. And um, I need to get a physical copy because I loved it so much. I, it's an
1: awesome game. I can't wait to try it solo as well. Um,
0: Chris, have you had any experience
1: with Earth? Yeah, Earth was vying for most played as well. I played it a lot nice. this year as well, too, uh, just because, like, it's arrived. Everybody's talking about it. And it's really solid. Yeah. Know, it, it, it is really solid. Like, I, my, I for, for when I did my review of it on my channel, I was like, I tried to quell the 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 feeling of like passion that has swirled around everybody talking about it mm-hmm. i think it is like the quintessential good game that isn't going to be leaving the collection anytime soon you know what i mean i think it's yep. just like a really solid thing love the follow mechanic and uh yeah i i was R- renee didn't like it as much as i was really hoping she would and mm-hmm. if she had i think this could could have dethroned psychic pizza delivers because nice. Like it, it it would have hit the table, but, uh, yeah, 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 definitely was close. Yeah. Was up there in the, in the running for me.
0: Definitely a brilliant game. I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed it just as much as, uh, (laughs) you know, we all, I I feel like it really is a runaway leader right now as far as, uh, you know, one of the top games. So, okay. Yeah. So most played, let's move on to our next question, uh, from a rolling Reggie, uh, Reggie asks, what was your biggest surprise? So, I'm
1: excited about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, this is, a surprise. I'm yeah, just yeah. gonna go right and say it. It's Galactic Era. Um, the, I've talked about this. I think on this ch- on this channel already. Uh, it's yeah. a big 4X space game, and it, it was one from sort of like a, an indie de- indie designer had a small run on Kickstarter. It's probably harder to find, but you can probably find it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I love this game. I think it's so good. It's, it might be my favorite. I think it's my favorite space 4X game. Right? Like, I think. It, 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 when it was pitched to me, it was pitched as the, the, all the things that I didn't like about Twilight Imperium. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, the designer reached out and said, Hey, I've made a game that like addresses all of those things you didn't like. And so, uh, (laughs) that's, that's what it's, it, it it worked. All the things, it was true. And so it was surprising to me that how much I enjoyed this and how much it hit with me. I, I just think it's such an exceptional. Exceptional game. I've got a review on my channel. If you want to check it out for more information, it's a big, big SpaceX. Seventeen different races with different powers. You can be good, and then you can be evil. And when you're evil, you can subjugate the planets. And when you're good, you can only like um, ally with them. And so you need to ally with advanced civilizations, and you can't touch the primitive civilizations because you're obeying the Prime Directive. Uh-huh. So like, all of those like little touches. Are just make it so good for me in terms of this big space game mm-hmm. and, and super happy that I played it and super happy to, to always shout about it now yeah. yeah it's the only thing that I've I've given like best of the year status on review status I try to do that only four times a year I hit the golden buzzer mm-hmm. and if this got the golden buzzer I just think it is it is just like an exceptional design nice and and, and I love how much I loved it
0: yeah, nice, probably. yeah. I I know we've talked about it on the show here mm-hmm. before, and yeah. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides the the psychic ghost pizza th- game, um, this is the other one that's really stuck in my craw just because you know I love Twilight Imperium, but if mm-hmm. I can get that same experience in like a fraction of the time with yeah. still having all the 4X stuff that I love, I mean, yeah, this was immediately put on my radar by you, so I cannot wait to uh, play it. Some um, yeah. now, I don't know if
1: um it's out already correct or it is out yeah yeah because it had a kickstarter and it's out i think i think what you could purchase at various locations it would be like the overstocker or the the amount that the designer was able to buy right like it's self-published so you're you're purchasing it from the designer and and he's probably shipping it to you or you're purchasing it from a, a local hub that has it or or whatever i i yeah I know that there are copies available for purchase, but I also know that, like, it's not wide, wide release. By yeah. Any means.
0: yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to have yeah. to track it down. Thank you, Chris. Let's move on to my biggest surprise of the year. Uh, this surprised me in a couple of different ways. Uh, number one, uh, I remember I was a- approached to do um, a run through for the channel. And, you know, as we do, we take a quick look at the rule book. I was like, okay, this looks cool. It's um, definitely on the lighter end, but I was, like, really intrigued by it. ...because of the format. So the format of this game, it's like a tournament. You are getting a tournament in a box. So you're playing a, uh, a game, You whoever wins, they go on to the next opponent and so forth. And you play seven rounds and then the top two scores go and duke it out for the championship. And that really intrigued me. And then, as I'm prepping for the video, it actually got nominated for a and I was really fascinated by this because, because of how light it was. By the, game, the, by the way, the game is uh, Challengers, folks. Um, I was intrigued because I felt like it was a little bit on the lighter end. And, you know, as we're filming this video today, folks, just last night it was announced that Challengers won the Kennerspiel. So this is your oh, this is your that. 2023 Kennerspiel winner, folks. Uh, Challengers, here's the run-through I did for the channel. I actually soloed it. And this is what's fascinating, Chris. Again, it's a tournament-style game it plays up to eight players and you can solo it because it has a little robo deck and that robo deck is also used when you have an odd number of players so that way no one's just like sitting out so like if i had three okay. players it'd be say like me versus michelle and then chris if no one's around chris would play the robo deck and then those two winners you know they have a little chart there that's your seating chart it's like after you win this game you go to the next one and then you know you someone plays in the robo decks and so forth what it is it is war the classic card game war but for gamers um it adds huh. uh, yeah it adds a little bit of deck building and hand management and you know the more I play it and the more I played, not only just solo but multiple players I'm like okay this is brilliant this is a brilliant game as far as like being a Kenner spiel versus just the spiel yard, I feel like it's a lighter game but you know what I'm okay with that because it's worthy of all the praise it's getting um because you can play a tournament style game this entire game 45 minutes to an hour that's it you play eight rounds or seven rounds plus the championship game and at that the end of it it's like okay so and so is a champion i love it the gameplay is super smart you start with a base uh, deck of cards and then i think it's really like a perfect um introduction to deck building because after a round you're just going to go to either ec- a deck a b or c depending on what it says on the card you just grab one or two cards and and then you add it to your deck, and at that time you can discard and you can remove from your hand any cards that you want. There's no like trashing mechanism. There's no currency to worry about. You just do it and then you go to the next game and play. And you know, you hopefully you'll win because you're gonna get points. Even if you don't win that round, you're still you still have a different opportunity to get points. So it's always, you know, I play this, I think the max I played is probably five. With the Robobot. And this game shines at that higher player count because it's it really does give you that feeling of a tournament tournament without yeah. having to get, you know, a bunch of people trying to coordinate and having like all day to do a tournament. No, it's done in 45 to an hour. I, I think it's so brilliant in that aspect. And you know, it may not be what I feel is Kenner spill material, but it's definitely an award-winning uh game, definitely worth all the hype. And that's why it was my biggest surprise of the year. Challengers.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah, that is surprising. I mean, like you, you pitch war, you're like, Hey, it's the, it's the game war. Yeah. Like most I, gamers would say, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, I, I can see what that feels like. It really hits for surprise for sure.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. it's so easy to get to the table. Cause you just say war people. Like, oh, I know that you just, you know, do cars until you're higher than the other guy or player. And that's, that's it. But then with all the different, uh, you know, abilities, different factions and stuff that comes to play, it's, it's not overly deep, but it's surprisingly strategic because of that deck building mechanism. Like, when do you get rid of your low cards? When do you bring in your high cards and stuff? And um, also, I I should have mentioned, there's a thing called the bench, where the cards you play go there, and if your bench ever gets filled up and you have to place a card because you've been knocked out or whatever, if you can't um, put a card there, it's already full... Then you're you just lose that round. So it is a management, you know, hand management type of game right. as well. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, another one I highly recommend. Uh, let's find out what Richard has for his. Um, uh, what are we talking about? This is his biggest
2: surprise uh, of the year uh, coming right up here. Richard. Take- all right. Biggest surprise. Ruel, well, challengers. You know what? I kind of share that surprise. But for me, it's a surprise that it got nominated for the Cannerspiel des Yaris. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed your run-through of it. I get the idea. But yeah, that was... Got to be one of the biggest surprising uh, choices of the year, although I'm sure that's probably not the surprise you were talking about. You're just talking about how much you enjoyed it, I'm sure, and I'm sure it's great. But yeah, spiel? I don't know. Uh, Chris, Galactic Era. I remember you talked about this on a previous episode, and yeah, it sounds really fantastic. Totally not my uh, cup of tea, but I'm really glad you're trying to bring more eyeballs to it, because it really looks like it deserved it if you're looking for intergalactic 4X awesomeness in a tight package. Seems very, very nice. For me, my biggest surprise, though, has got to be Nimalia, which uh, Ruel already talked about as his most played game. I've played it quite a bit as well. And yeah... I mean, I figured this game was going to be good. I mean, I love the idea of card uh, patchwork, you know, being able to take cards and lay them over the top of other cards to create new patterns. One of my favorite mechanisms, because it uh, takes Tile Lang to a whole new level, and Tile Lang probably is my favorite gameplay mechanism. And honestly, I mean, I have to admit, I wasn't that surprised by another revisit to the old well of card drafting a la Sushi Go or Seven Wonders. But it's done really nicely here. Uh, Kind of harkens back to, Notre Dame uh, from Feld, and probably actually better a card drafter for two players than most when it boils right down to it. But what really makes Namalia special is recapturing the magic of the um, multi revisiting objective system. That, as far as I know, folks, correct me if I'm wrong down in the comments. I think the first time we ever saw this was in uh, Isle of Sky the idea that, hey, there are multiple objectives and they will get scored multiple times at different times over the course of the game. So you want to figure Out how to do well with it early and how to do well with it late, and uh, let's see. Oh, 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 uh, you know, obviously cartographers, uh, you know, came after Isle of Sky and really popularized this idea. Everybody loved it there, and yet we hardly see it in games at all. Board game publishers, this has got to be just about the best way you can handle board game objectives, period. And so, so far, Isle of Sky, cartographers, and Namalia... Again, folks, if there are other games that have used this system for objective management, please let me know down in the comments, because I want to play more of them. uh, Because uh, it's... Such a surprise, how amazing it is, which is why Namalia makes my biggest surprise so far for the year.
0: Yep, we talked about it. Um there you go. and there it is. Uh yeah, so can't wait. Oh, I already got the next uh, question up here. What has been your biggest disappointment? Wow. Anyways, uh final thoughts for Namalia folks. Richard and I both I played a bunch, he's played a bunch.
1: And Chris, hopefully, will be playing it a bunch as well. I hopefully will be playing it more than the two of you combined. Yes, do it. <laughs> just to be competitive.
0: Yes. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray really the next question, Chris. So we're just going to jump right into number four Let's from Reggie. Right. What has been your biggest
1: disappointment? Well, my biggest disappointment is that Richard had to steal your number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my biggest, my biggest disappointment... Is uh, another older game that I played for the first time this year, and I was so excited for it. I played it at the Niagara Board Gaming Convention, it's just a little big, uh, a, a, a little, a little big board game meetup um, <laughs> where everybody brings their own games. You, you know, it's a weekend of gaming. It's that's close to me, and and so I was very excited to get this to the table. It requires eight people to shine, uh, and it's Captain Sonar. Yeah. And so Captain Sonar. Is one that I have been wanting to play for ages right i 've heard about this great game, but you have to play it with eight people. You have to play with eight people who are ready to do it real time and have all the chaos going of move the bombers like okay no i can 't move up up because our systems are broken four different stations of people doing things all at the same time, and just like obviously going on the honor system of of you know you can 't cheat you can 't say hi ah, i 'm not on this place because it ruins the fun. Um, But what, what I found was these roles felt really imbalanced in terms of the amount of, like, fun that you actually got to do in them. I felt like I got to do the most fun roles, which was the engineer little mini game of choosing what things to break every time you move and then crossing them out. Like the, the person who was next to me was just loading up, just got to cross off X's and say, Hey, this, this weapon system is ready to fire. I was like, well, that, that doesn't seem exciting at all. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of a letdown. And then I played as the playing as the navigator was okay. And that was fun. Like trying to be the captain and, and like communicate with the crew but I, I just felt like – I feel like it's – it's it just didn't hit with me. It, and I think maybe it's because you could have somebody really alpha game it, but it's not like anybody was alpha gaming it in Captain Star, because you could just play it all by yourself 1v1, and having yeah. to manage all of those things and, and listen to the other person. I mean, that would probably be pretty hard. You probably want to do it 2v2, one person listening to the other, other team and plotting things out and, and the other person navigating. But mm-hmm. it, it just – I don't know it. It really, it, it just it just was a letdown. Have yeah. you played Captain Sonar real well? I assume you have. I have, what yeah. You and you know, I, I I liked it, but I felt
0: like I mean, it was, I remember when it came out, it was all the rage. You know, it was all the hype. And mm-hmm. you know, I could see why people like it. I I did enjoy it, but ultimately, I remember with my gaming group, it just fell out of favor way quicker than I you know. I thought it would and yeah, it, it just it didn't have staying power for whatever reason and and I know that didn't they redo Captain Sonar as like a mass market game where it was only four players taking like Yeah and I think something and like it that? was
1: just called Sonar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember just really wanting this eight player game to like click and and I yeah. just wanted to play it for so long. And yeah. I've almost gotten it so many times. I'm like, you know what? You know a person who has it. If you're going to play it, you need eight people. So you're going to play it with them. Like, yeah. pull your jets. Don't add it to your collection. <laughs> and and it's one that, like, I don't see myself ever wanting to play again. Like, I yeah. liked it. It was fine. But it, it ultimately, it was just like a, ah. Yeah. And, and so, so it, it it's that sort of, like, super high expectations and putting, putting something forward and being like, oh, this is going to be a frenetic, awesome thing. Right. And it just being okay yeah yeah that was captain sonar all right yeah battleship for gamers
0: exactly yeah real-time battleship for gamers and ultimately i mean i liked it but didn't love it uh as much as you know everyone else did yeah okay great choice um let's move on to my most disappointing game and this one uh just bummed me out uh for a couple of reasons and i talked about this on my ruell's wrap-up where i talk about the games i play every month i played this back in march um it's actually a game that's coming out at gen con um but you know, um, I got an early copy of it. It's a game called Bonsai, like Bonsai Tree, right? Uh, this one is a tile-laying game and that I was, like, super hyped about. You know, I'm always hyped about tile-laying games. But right off the bat, I mean, it's it's perfectly fine as a, a tile-laying game. But th- this is what bothered me. And I didn't say anything when I brought it to I Star West. Uh, this bothered me, the, the artwork on this. Uh, so... You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I checked. There was no cultural consultant used on this game. But stuff like this, folks, there's a movie from the 50s called Breakfast at Tiffany's. And there's oh, a yeah. horrible, you know, stereotype played by Mickey Rooney of, you know, um, I forget the character's name, but it's a Japanese uh, character. And this character right off the bat just reminded me of that and just really left a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't say anything. I, I just want people to, you know, I, I brought the game to Dice West. And the people I played with, sure enough, two of them right off the bat said, I don't know about this art. And it was such a bummer to me because I wanted to like this game. Um, you know, it just, you know, it, it's about build, uh, building, growing bonsai trees. It's its really its really neat in that aspect. Does it do anything new? I don't think it does anything new as far as tiling lane. Um, and I'll show you the basics here. So you're going to draw tiles and they're hexagons and you have your base, right? And that base you're going to, you know, draft you know, the different terrains or different types of things like leaves, branches or petals or whatever it was. And you're going to ex- eventually expand your bonsai tree. And I think that's neat. Um, it does have a little bit of engine building here. At the uh, If you can see on the bottom here, you start with your planter. You have, you know, your water can. You have your tree there. And those are going to give you extra resources, uh, certain abilities. Um, again, based on that, you know, that card, it's called a helper or whatever that helper is going to get you more stuff. And, you know, you're trying to complete the goals there. And as you go, you know, if you complete a goal or whatever, you're going to get more points, but yeah, ultimately it was just, it just left a bad taste in my mouth for, for the artwork. It, it was a bummer, but I mean, that's, it is what it is. I mean, I was bummed and I was disappointed by yep. uh bonsai. That, that's it.
1: Yeah. It's always, it's always so tough. Like, I, I understand the impulse I've had that with a few like prototypes especially mm-hmm. I, I've gotten it I've looked at it and I've been like listen you really need to change this art like yeah. I understand that you're going for archetypes and that like th- that that it's easy to like want to throw on these archetypes and and like let's let's get let's get past this let's just like <laughs> yeah let's just like not you know, it's kind of it's kind of one of the reasons why I don't really particularly enjoy that many games about colonialism. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. Like, it's it's like, like yeah. Okay, sure. Like that happened, but like I don't want to. I don't want to like think about it. I don't yeah. want to like participate in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to just like revel in it. Yeah. That much, you know. It, it, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just it's. It's it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it, it comes for me. It comes down to that whole thing. Come on, let, let's just do better, folks. You know, um, let's just real, do better. Just do we better. We don't
1: have to do this, right? Yeah, you can yeah. do it a better way. So, in a way that like doesn't potentially alienate X amount of people. Yeah. So just yeah. So just like do it that way instead. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now there was a uh, um, uh,
0: there was a little slight hiccup there, folks. I, I pressed the wrong button and something just popped up a little. It said Gloomhaven. Okay. Um, I'm. Market it right there, Richard. Please uh, edit that out. Um, but we will get back to it right now. Okay. Hey, so, I mean, Cephalafair is our sponsor, right? Yeah. Why so, not give them, you know, extra time on shout fair. out? Yeah, a little shout out. Okay. They, they use cultural consultants. I they do. That. They're, they're, yeah. Good okay. on you, Cephala Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so that's our um, most disappointing. Let's see what Richard's got for us for his most disappointing. Richard, take it
2: away okay disappointment time yeah well I remember when you uh, talked about bonsai in your wrap-up a few months ago so I think you played it at dice Tower West right if I recall correctly and yeah that is a real shame uh, it looks like a sharp enough little tile laying game but that presentation I really hope they fix it somewhere down the road because it's like Uh, But anyway, um, Chris, what was yours? Oh, geez louise. Captain Sonar, talk about a fan favorite. But in all honesty, I kind of agree with you. I actually got a chance to play it once with Jen and a big group of people years ago at Essence Spiel, and I thought, boy, this game does absolutely nothing to uh, help new uh, players get into the swing of things when you're playing with a bunch of Hardcore veterans of the game who know it in and out. We had a terrible time. No offense to the folks we played with. They were all nice and jovial. But, geez louise, literally throwing you into the deepest end of the pool. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's great. But, yeah, we did not enjoy our time. Uh, so, I think we were disappointed many, many years ago. Uh, which is where apparently where Chris lives. In the past, as opposed to the present. Alrighty. Um, what do, oh, what was mine? <sighs> My Island. Uh, now, this is a new legacy... Campaign game from Reiner Knizia. Uh, I'm warning, Ruel, um... I know how much you love the Great Doctor, and and to be fair, this is a great tile game. It works wonderfully. The Legacy campaign was a lot of fun, and in fact, it does some things much much better than its predecessor, My uh, My City. Uh, you know, the the events that happen throughout the game are big and surprising and really game changing, and we enjoyed all of that. If I were um, looking at this only as a Legacy game, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. But like My City before it, it has special rules that allow you to continue to play the game after the campaign is over, so you don't have to throw your game away, which is great. Why is that disappointing? Because the Eternal game, it's called, basically throws away over half of all the cool stuff of the game. There are so many neat, memorable moments that I want to be able to revisit. Uh, There are really cool new tools you get that you unlock throughout the campaign that would totally work in an ongoing replayable way, and yet the developer said, nope, um, just go on ahead and reset this game back almost to its bare-bones basics, where it's a good tile-laying game, but what makes it special is Lost. So, um, if you go into My Island, mostly looking at it for its 24-chapter narrative campaign, and then um, you're you're prepared for an ongoing post-campaign game that does not live up to what you just experienced, maybe you won't be disappointed, but I was hoping for something more, which is why My Island... Oh, it broke, Jensen, my heart.
0: And that breaks my heart, too. The Good Doctor. But you know what? It's okay, because The Good Doctor will create another 100 games or so by next year, and one of them that's will be That's true, great.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved my city and uh, my island. I, I was interested, but I, honestly, I have heard a few grumbles about it. And it hasn't lived up yeah. to the hype, apparently.
1: There's always another Kenizia around the corner. You know, that's how he rolls. Okay, Let's move on to
0: our number five question uh, from Reggie. Uh, Reggie his prompt was, number five, what game do you want to get off of your shelf of shame the most? Uh, Chris, I know we both got tons of games on our shelves of shame, but um, mm-hmm. what's the one that you want to get off your shelf first the most?
1: Well, the one that I want to get off my shelf first has actually been acting as a lovely um <laughs> microphone stand for me <laughs> until I play it. So thank you, I, I'm representing City of the Great Machine. Um, this is one that I'm actually very excited about. This nice. is this is one that I I can't I can't wait to play. It's a one versus all game. I saw it when it was back on Kickstarter, and then they reached out for me to cover it, and I was like, yes, please. Uh, and I was like, I want to cover it as soon as possible. So send it to me in Halifax. So they have, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. This is one of the things where like review obligations that doesn't feel like an obligation whatsoever because I was really excited for it. It was definitely, it was like my pick of the week when I was covered it back in Kickstarter. It's um one player plays the great machine and they can move rooms around in this modular steampunk city and thwart the agents who are trying to create a revolution. They want everybody just to stay in orderly fashion. And so the agents... Will communicate with each other, and they'll be like, "Hey, we should do this sort of thing." Um, and then the the great machine will then put their their actions face down, and you all reveal at the same time. And so, what I also really like is that the agents are trying to sort of I things that that kind of throw this in that they're trying to 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 have that communication, like, "Hey, do you want to? You should we go to that location? Yeah, we should." But they can't say it. Or else the great machine will just be like, I'm bolstering the defenses in the the library, right? <laughs> uh, and so so I love that potential interplay. That's what I'm really looking forward to. And uh, yeah, it just seems like a really nice production copy. Slick thing. I think it'll be yep. easy for people to get the hang of too. Like not a lot of rules overhead. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting this to the table. It's one that I've like read the rule book a bunch and like haven't. Yes haven't gotten the group yet to play but i know very soon i will and i and i can't wait yeah
0: nice First. yeah uh this one i remember uh watching shay's run through which we were just watching right now and it, mm. it looks awesome and um i would uh hopefully one day i'll i don't have it on my shelf of shame but hopefully one day i'll get it on my shelf of shame so i could you know yeah, wish you that go. i played it right so all right <laughs> nice good call chris let's move on to mine uh this one is actually, I'm going to be honest, it's not on my shelf of shame, it's on my living room table of shame, because I cannot fit it on my shelf. It is, um, oh, by the way, it just happens to be a game from our uh, sponsor at Self-Affair Games, Frosthaven. I am dying to play this game, and uh, again, it can't fit on my shelf, because it, it's ginormous, but I can't mm-hmm. wait to play it. You know, Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, uh, again, f- check the show notes below for the current uh, um, uh, campaign on Backerkit. But, you know, it's Gloomhaven, but um, in this new standalone, or I mean, uh, sequel, and uh, the, the gameplay, it's uh, supposedly sharper. They've taken the lessons they learned from Gloomhaven, streamlined some stuff, created this whole new narrative, and, you know, you're still out there being the best mercenaries you can to, you know, get all, uh, as Indiana Jones would say, fortune and glory kid. And um, I don't know how I brought Indiana Jones in this, it has nothing to do with this, but it looks fantastic uh this is uh richard's run through of the prototype and you know you still got the basics um of uh, gloomhaven you know playing uh your action cards game trying to get the initiative and trying to figure out puzzle out exactly how you want to go about killing all the bad guys and getting the loot and going and leveling up and all all that so i'm excited for this uh it got Minis, I mean, folks, this is such a big game, and I am really looking forward to it. I have not finished Jaws of the Lion, the smaller one, yet, so I want to finish that, and then um, eventually get to Frost Haven. Um, I never completed Gloom Haven, but I figured, you know what, I'm just going to go straight to Frost Haven because it's awesome, and <laughs> you know, so that's that's going to be the game that I want to get off my shelf shame the most. Frost Haven, nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just more Gloomhaven. I haven't finished Gloomhaven either, yep. and I haven't even started Jaws of the Lion, which is also <laughs> on my shelf of shame. Nice. So I could not justify purchasing Frosthaven <laughs> yeah. because I ha- I have so much that I still have to uncover. But yeah. Like, yeah, definitely worthwhile getting to it. Definitely. Okay, let's
0: see what Richard's got on his shelf of shame.
2: Okay, Raw, I'm right there with you. I've got my copy of Frosthaven right up there just off camera, and it is taunting me. It is mocking me, but I feel like I can't even start it until I finish Jaws of the Lion. So, yeah, those are very, very high on my list, but those are going to be such a huge commitment of time. I've chosen a different one. And Chris, uh, City of the Great Machine. Yeah, that looks great. I really enjoyed the run-through that Shay did of it last year, I think, or maybe it was two years ago now. I I can't blame you for that. That seems like a good, good call to uh, be very, very sad about. But for me, I am going to be very, very sad about not having gotten a chance to play The Gardens. When I first saw Amy and Maggie talk about it on their Thinker Themer channel, I was already in love with it. And then, over here, Board Game University, uh, Stella did a great little how-to-play when it was crowdfunding originally. And yeah, I know this is just going to be one that Jen and I absolutely adore. I only recently got a copy of it. It is taunting me. Um, and it's tricky too, because it's, I'm late to the game. So the, uh, folks who vote on what games I cover aren't particularly excited for me to see it, but I really, 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 really want to get this off my shelf of opportunity. Uh, the gardens. Oh man, this looks good. And thank you, Stella, uh, from Meeple University for a great, great video.
0: Yeah, that's, I remember when this was crowdfunding and it looked, fantastic and for whatever reason i missed the boat on it but um hopefully richard gets it off his uh, shelf of shame soon
1: yeah i remember it too i thought it looked good yeah Yeah. good choice just so many games so many games
0: okay uh let's move on to our six debate questions from uh, reggie uh reggie asks number six uh which game from three or more years ago chris did you discover this year
1: well you know me i'm all about the cult of the new um (laughs) I don't like to really live in the past too much. So I don't like to play older games. You know what I mean? I, games, for me, they expire. They expire. <laughs> and and if you're playing older games, blech, yuck. <laughs> but for this one, I decided to make an exception. Nice. Um, and and remember how we said there's always another Canizia around the corner? Yes. Well... This is my Canizia around the corner. I've talked about <laughs> it a bunch. It's raw. And so technically, I'm probably cheating with this a bit because I think I played it for the first time, whatever, November, maybe December. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got into it. I got uh, picked up a copy from working through World Series of Board Gaming and and then like, did the coverage on it. And then I just... Uh, but I, I, I wanted to put this here because I feel like I've really discovered how great a game this is over this year it's a game that like with this new edition that's just come out a gorgeous edition by 25th century games uh it's not the one that we're showing right now but that that's kind of one of the older editions but um this it's it's just so well done it's so satisfying and it's so easy so simple to get to the table uh i've and what really made me excited about it is the fact that like some of my non-gaming friends have really taken a shine to it. it. It's one that I brought here to Nova Scotia because I was like, you know what? Anybody could get into this game and uh, anybody could have that that feeling of fun with it. it. It's so simple. You either add tiles to the common pool or you say, rah, and you start an auction say, making people bid for tiles in that common pool. But like just the push and pull of that is is enough it's enough yes it's, it's great yeah it's
0: yeah yeah it's so brilliant i love that you said raw because it's inevitably mm-hmm. that's how it's said in the game people you can't just say raw it's raw or whatever yeah, it's raw yeah um, yeah I have to shout this out, this video. It's from the Dice Tower, uh, because uh, mm-hmm. yours truly was invited to go play with Tom and them uh, la- uh, two years ago. I spent a couple of days there playing games. Raw was the only game I won the entire time I was there, and I have to show nice. this video because I won yeah. Raw. I was so excited. It's a brilliant game. One of, in uh, my opinion, Kenitsu's top three games probably of all um, time. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for Samurai, but Raw is right up there. Great choice, Chris. Yeah, and, yeah yeah as uh, richard would say welcome to uh, 20, uh what? T- what year was it, like 2010 or whatever it was it came out I, th- I feel like it was even like 99 99 oh my yeah. gosh yeah while we, yeah while we uh while you move on to yours cool uh my game um it's one that i discovered uh it's been out for i think four years now it's not too old no but it's been out for a while and i I'd, I'd heard about this game it seemed like something that would be my jam, and I finally got a, a copy of it. And it turns out, yes, it is my jam. It is Undaunted Normandy. Um, let's take a look at uh, Kimberly's run through for the channel. Uh, this is a it's an interesting mix of a deck building and um, uh, tactical uh, warfare on uh, on the tiles here. You use your deck. You start with your you know starting deck. Um, you're either the Allies or uh, the Axis powers, and you're using it to move your troops uh, you know, and, um, find out, you know, try to, you know, battle the other troops and you're supposed to complete missions, whether it's to take over a certain spot on the map or whatever. It's brilliant because it's so easy to get into. And you can see there, are the cards, just a couple of things there to, you know, either movement or, you know, a uh, command or bolster, um, uh, uh, directions where you can add troops to the uh, board or you can, you know, get more ammo or whatever. Oh man. Uh, I, I, I don't know why, how this, you know, I know why it slipped past me the whole world war two thing. It's not really my thing, but the gameplay in this is outstanding. Chris, it is so streamlined. And for a war game battling one V one. Now it's not going to be for everyone. I mean, it is in your face. You're battling against someone else, but I think it's just so well done. And so quick to play. You're playing these little skirmishes in about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and it's a two player game. Now there is there are a couple expansions and there's one that just added a solo bot too, so you can play this solo. But, you know, in each box, uh this is the Normandy one. There is like a I think a North America or North Africa campaign now There's, uh I think a a UK campaign coming up. But each box mm-hmm. has um different battles within it. So this I think what Kimberly's playing, I think this might be the first one, but there's like different setups, you know, uh, the way you're going to move your tiles. There's also different cards, so depending on the mission or whatever, the skirmish battle, uh, you are going to be, you know, using different cards from the box. So got a lot of replayability, um, just a very smart game. And even if you're not in the whole war theme, folks, I would recommend it because of the gameplay. It's so sharp. Um, and mm. that is a game that I discovered uh, recently, Undaunted Normandy.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Mine was nineteen ninety nine. So it it was. Like, a oh but uh You
0: know the good doctor. He build he builds games to last. got to, you know. Yeah, got love still that. good. Okay, still friggin' great. It is.
2: Uh, let's see what Richard's discovered this year. All right. Uh, big discoveries from older titles. What did you have, Ruel? Oh, Undaunted Normandy. Yeah, not my cup of tea, but uh, Kimberly did a great job covering it on the channel, and I thought, it looks like a lot of fun. If that's what, if you want a head-to-head battle of wits uh, set in a very, very depressing uh, time in human history, uh, then I don't think you can go wrong. Seems very, very sharp. And Chris. Oh, Raw. Wow. Wow. Welcome to the party, pal. I mean, what is that? Is that a 1997 published game? It must be later than that. It must be early 2000s. Uh, But still, I can't fault you. That new deluxe edition of Raw that just came out, I just got a copy of it myself. It is so just gorgeous. It feels good. It looks good. It now um, has all the presentation to match its stellar gameplay, which still holds up all these years later. But for me, I have to say my biggest surprising discovery Right, we did surprises. This is discovery from a few years ago was Electropolis. And here's Amy and Maggie. They also only recently discovered it this year when they did a trip to uh, Taiwan. I uh, got it from a friend who had friends in Taiwan. And uh, we were all blown away. This is such an incredible tile laying game. It's you know kind of SimCity ish, all about you know uh, building up a power grid to take care of the people, and you can do dirty power or clean power. We've seen this in a lot of different things. It's got smart tile laying because you're trying to get the right tiles next to each other, jigsaw puzzle style. There's nothing new there. But what's really special about this game? There's two things. The drafting for the tiles you grab every um, every round uh, kind of ties into this King Domino uh, initiative system which is really, really smart. I really like that a lot. But what's more important, every round you're going to get anywhere from oh, I, a two to six tiles, which means you can have turns where you're getting a huge amount of tiling done. And sometimes you're just taking baby steps, but also every turn you're going to get a new card. And each one of these cards has two halves, some kind of bonus, whether it's points or resources generated or objectives or whatever it might be. And the other half of that card tells you all the tiles you just got, here's where you have to put them. On the bottom half of your board, or on the extremities, or extremities, or whatever. And this card idea of, I want that special power desperately, but I do not want to build in that section of the city, and this is the turn where I just picked up five tiles. I can't even squeeze them all into that section, but I want that card so bad. Oh my gosh, Electropolis is fantastic. If I recall correctly, it came out in 2019, and um, 2019, still, I think, one of the best years of modern board games, uh, period. And Electropolis just further cements that year. This is fantastic. I don't know how you can get a copy of this game outside of Taiwan. Uh, Hopefully at some point, some publisher picks it up for wider distribution, because it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, my, My happiest discovery this year was Electropolis.
0: Okay. Yeah, that game, I know that Richard was hyped on. I have never seen it out anywhere, but except for some videos and stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: so looking forward to checking that out. Cool. Um, That'll be on
1: my surprise for
0: next year. Exactly, right? Uh, Why don't we move on to um, number seven. Uh, Chris, the question is (laughs) excuse me, which anticipated releases are you most excited about for the second half of this year?
1: Uh, So this is a game that I have coming to me uh, from Kickstarter. I backed it last year. It is an expansion to an existing series of games. um, Well, to an existing game. Uh, It's the second expansion of this game. It's one of my favorite games. And, so it's, it's one that I, I know is actually coming out and will be coming to stores. I, I always feel since I operate a lot in, in the Kickstarter realm, my timelines get skewed because I cover things that are being funded. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, you know, 14-month waiting period to yeah. 18 months to 24 months, right, uh, before they actually come out. But this one I know is coming out. And I'm so thrilled, and I can't wait to get it. As soon as it gets to my door, I'll probably break it out and play it. Nice. And that's Unfair, the Unfair expansion, the comic book, hacker, kaiju, and ocean expansion. A really cool thing about Unfair is that they're going to make an expansion deck for every letter of the alphabet. So how you, basically <laughs> how you set up the game is you take a letter, you take a deck, for each person and you kind of mash them all together uh, and they'll have different sort of attractions and different events and different uh, objectives that you have to complete, which usually require finding a specific card in the deck and building those with different accoutrements, right? Like adding air conditioning to all of your sideshows or something could be, could be a blueprint. And so with each um, deck you have a different level of, how much money is produced, how unfair the cards actually are, like how much take that is in the game. People get scared of this game a lot because they're like, oh, it's way too much, take that. And there is a a level of take that in that, especially if you're playing it at a two-player level, because at a two-player game, oftentimes it will benefit you to tear away somebody's flag if you know that flag is going to give them 99 points right you you may want to remove that thing that seems like a strategic decision um in a larger group you you might not take take away someone's points and you might just focus on your own uh but i i, I don't think it, it is it is as much take that as people make it out to be and what i do love about all the decks is that they have this scaling and so you can just like not play with the ninja deck because the ninja deck's all about like infiltrating your opponent's park and like destroying things, right? You just play with the pirate deck instead, which is all about getting money. Um, And so I I love how the different decks and how they interact with each other, like really seamlessly. And they all have their own little twist. I'm not sold on the kaiju deck. That's coming. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be these big kaijus that are attacking your park and you have to like roll (laughs) dice and attack them and make sure your park doesn't get destroyed. Nice. And so it feels like it's kind of this weird push and pull. I don't know how that'll play. I think I'm the most excited for the ocean expansion, which is literally adds the least to the game, but that's okay because I just I like the game, you know. I just want more of what I love. And so you don't have to invent the reinvent the wheel. Just give me some ocean life into my theme park. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked on it. Can't wait for this. was an immediate back for me. Uh, I love the game. I can't wait to get every single expansion that comes out, and I'm very excited for it to hit my table. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I remember uh,
0: my experience with Unfair was a good one, but again, there was a lot of take that. So I know it's not for uh, everyone. Yeah. But then we had Funfair, right? Which I have not played yet. But that supposedly was the friendlier version of it. Um, but yeah. All the different factions and stuff. I, I'm. I would
1: definitely uh, give it a shot. So there's just so much more content for Unfair. Yeah, and you can just play Unfair the way I am forced to play it when it's just me and my girlfriend, uh-huh. which is without the take that options. Right. You just say, hey, you can't use those. You can't use those bottom bad actions yeah. of the event cards. Yeah. You just don't use them. You can use the other things, but like, right. it takes out most of the like. I'm using the event to screw you over. Mm-hmm. In general, I always find. It's it's a more fun to use it on yourself mm-hmm. and like generally more beneficial to use it on yourself anyway. So right. like I can always reconcile the take that nature of it, but I I definitely understand people who get scared of yeah. that, yeah, uh, or who don't who don't like it rather as well. Yeah. Cool.
0: Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, the game that I'm looking forward to uh, this year um, coming out, and it is I want to say it correctly. I I, I, I feel I'm going to mispronounce it, but it is. Tabriz, T- uh, Tabriz, uh, Ooh, Tabriz. I need Tabriz. Tabriz, Tabriz, Tabriz yeah. right? Okay, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, this is it's a good pick. Yeah, the new game from Randy Flynn. So if that if you mm-hmm. don't know that name, folks, Randy Flynn just won a Spiel des Jahres last year for Cascadia. Cascadia not only not only my favorite game of the year, but uh, last year, but also one of my favorite games of all time. It is wonderful. So the hype is there for this one. This is nothing like Cascadia. Uh, this has got you know, um, some worker placement. It, it's got, Oh, it has a solo mode. I didn't even know that as we're watching the video here from our friend, Tim to um, it's got some collection and it's got this thing where, you know, the, uh, markets, um, are, are fluctuating. So you can get resources for, uh, different prices throughout, uh, just depending on how the, you know, I guess, I, I'm not really sure how the market works, but I, you know, you'll find out when you play the game, but beautiful art, beautiful presentation. Um, and I love Tim's video, of course, but, um, you put Randy Flynn on the name of the box nowadays. I feel like it's like automatic. Like yeah, I need to play this game. So there it is. Worker placement, engine building, and you're going to be going throughout uh, all of Tabriz. It's like a market. It sort of reminded me just on first glance of like something like Istanbul, where you're just placing. You know, you're moving your um, you know, your, your uh, pieces around. But it's not pick them and deliver. It's worker placement. So I like pick and deliver. I mean. But I love worker placement games. So you got work, Randy Flynn, you got worker placement, I'm all in. Uh, so this is a game that I'm excited uh, for the second half of the year, Tabriz.
1: Yeah, this is, there, there's a lot of really cool things about Tabriz. Like I, I did an interview with Randy Flynn um, oh. for, for WSBG, it's over on the Dice Towers Network. Oh, nice. I think it just got released a couple de- a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. But in that, like he talked about uh, also Tabriz, like, they they looked at the budget and they realized oh we actually have more money and so they were going to charge backers less for the game oh and like wow. that, that is the only time I can think of in like my two years of covering literally every crowdfunding game in existence that that has happened right like it's so rare uh, that's that makes me love it even more. Uh, and then just yeah randy was talking about how like it had been a, even in development before he had thought about cascadia as well too oh so kind of cool kind of cool that like cascadia ended up coming out first yeah but, like this has kind of been in the works as well and seeing those two things working alongside each other i i'm i'm also pretty excited for this game and got more excited after getting to, a chance to talk with him as well
0: uh, oh that's great thank you for sharing yeah the- I mean, charging less for people. When does that ever happen? That's fantastic. When does that
1: ever happen?
0: Right? It's so cool. That
2: That is awesome. Okay, let's see what Richard's excited about right now. Okay, anticipation time. Well, uh, Tabriz, oh my gosh, you're right. That looks fantastic. And what a tough act to follow. Randy Flynn's second design after Cascadia. But Randy... I have total faith in you because from everything I've read about this game, it looks really, really cool. This is high on my anticipation list, too. Um, and Chris, oh, we were doing so well, but unfair? Really? I mean, yeah, I've, I've, you've got a cold black heart. I understand. You love to destroy your enemies who happen to be your friends. And I, I guess that's cool. I, yeah, Unfair is great. I know because I played Funfair, the infinitely superior title. Why? Well, I want more Funfair expansions, not Unfair expansions. But say, What am I personally most anticipating? Oh my gosh, there are so many. I had a tough time narrowing this down. This was my toughest choice of all. But I'm going to go with Planta Nubo from relatively new publisher, The Game Builders, which I don't quite understand. It looks like there's some kind of uh, board game co-op just bringing together different designers and uh, you know giving them the freedom to publish whatever they want. And uh, their first one was Applejack, which Amy and Maggie covered for the channel. Really, really cool tile there from Uwe Rosenberg. And now their second big game is also from Uwe Rosenberg, uh, teaming up with Lagranha guys, Mike Keller and um, Andreas Odendahl. Oh my gosh. I don't know much about this game. There are no pictures, but what is the description? Oh, we uh, grow energy-rich flowers to plant in cloudy gardens, the treetops of the arbores, deliver them in bee like airships, which transform them to biomass converters to be um, transformed into green energy. Uh, it's got action drafting contracts, tile placement, worker placement. All I know is the um, pedigree, uh, you know, Uwe plus Andreas plus, uh, you know, Mr. Keller. And I mean, d- all I can say is look at the art of this box cover. I really want to go to this steampunk world where it seems like we live in perfect harmony with nature and all of that. It's you know, building cities on top of massive trees, flying around in B-shaped dirigibles. The uh, it certainly looks evocative to say the least, and I'm sure the gameplay is gonna be absolutely phenomenal. It's my number one most anticipated game right now, and I have so many great ones to choose from, but I gotta give it to Plantanubo. Yeah,
0: I haven't heard of uh of the until we did this oh. right here and there. But, you know, it's um, Uwe Rosenberg. Definitely got to put it on the list, you know, for Antipo City games. That art looks gorgeous, too. Yeah.
1: yeah, like it's one of those things where you look at the box and you're like, yep, I'm very interested and I need to know nothing about it.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. We're getting to the end here, folks. Again, thanks to Rolling uh, Rolling Reggie for all these great questions for the mm-hmm. mid-year yeah. uh, board game um, uh, tag. Uh, we've got one final one, uh, and Chris is going to share right now. Chris, what is your personal favorite video that you posted to your channel this year?
1: Yeah, this is kind of a fun one to to end on. If I was to direct somebody to the weirdest thing that I've ever filmed, I mean, wait, my favorite thing. Um, it's the same thing, obviously. You know, you know me by now. Uh, it it would be. I did a playthrough. This is my first paid playthrough ever and um it's it's for this game that didn't end up funding on on kickstarter so hopefully they'll be back i think the price point ended up being a little bit too high Mm -hmm. but it's this it's this murder mystery game or this reverse murder mystery so to speak called murder at tealwood's manor and uh it it is it's it's one of my favorite things it's one of my it's my favorite thing that i've made this year i spent so long on this um we we really went full out in terms of like costumes um i did very horrible makeup which i'm sure <laughs> this isn't is brilliant long enough uh yeah <laughs> so basically the, the premise of the game is you know who the murderer is and you know who the investigator is and you know who the host is of the party and so you're, you're taking a turn you're drafting people randomly and then you're putting them in a room but if the murderer is ever in a room with somebody who uh, alone in a room with somebody they'll kill that person at the end of the hour and so you have all these cards in your hand of people who you want to die and people who you want to have live at the end of the game. And so and so you have to like navigate like, okay, I'm trying to get the murderer so that I can put it in this room, but like all the rooms let you swap people around. And so it's this really fun game of like everything you're putting is put face down and you get these little tokens where you can peek at what people have put down and you're trying to think, hey, do they really want that person to die? Or are they just bluffing that they want it to die? um it's it's a whole weird shebang thing uh and so this video was just a heck of a lot of fun to make we also like did confessionals for it and so cutting back and forth in between those so two awesome. uh, was it, let me tell you it was a it was the longest i've ever spent <laughs> editing something um probably ever but i'm very proud of how it turned out i think it's so dumb yeah. <laughs> there's so many dumb, and stupid jokes my friend Colin plays uh he wanted to play as the character Colonel mustard so he just put mustard (laughs) on his shirt oh my
0: gosh that's Um, brilliant i mean look at the makeup i mean y'all went full out folks
1: be sure to check the show notes
0: below for the link to this i mean you've got to watch this i i I watched it right before we uh recorded live uh, on twitch and it's it's brilliant it's so much fun
1: yeah anyway that's that's the thing that i'm the most proud of like i put so many hours into it and just i'm thrilled that it lives on forever and and also like legitimately a fun game and i hope it comes back like the it's 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 quite fun i just think if they're able to get the production cost down and make it like a cheaper yeah. package i think people should scoop it up for sure
0: yeah. nice i mean folks look at that i mean, that is so brilliant chris the makeup. <laughs> love it uh, awesome so yeah. It's yeah. It, there's I, I think it deserves uh you know being your favorite. Well done, Chris. Well <laughs> done. Uh, let's move on to mine. Then we'll go to Richards as we wrap things up here. The favorite video uh for me that I did uh this past year is uh, something that my buddy Daryl and I started doing on my channel. We haven't we did it a few times earlier this year. We're gonna get back to it real soon here. Um, but it is a series that I'm calling on the clock, and we played Cascadia. We were just talking about Randy Flynn, but. What on the clock is, Chris, is, or my friend Daryl and I, we play games as fast as we can using a chess clock. So our our goal is to play games that are within the BGG recommended time. For instance, Cascadia, on the box it says 30 to 45 minutes. Our goal is to do it in half the time or less. So our goal was to do this in 15 minutes. But, you know, Darren and I, we are overachievers, at least we think we are, and we said, you know what, we're going to give each other six minutes each, that's 12 minutes, and yes, we did play Cascadia in 12 minutes. It's super fast. Um, it, it's a funny, because we're actually, I have this on double time, but uh, when we play it, it does feel like double time in real life. Um, so, yeah. it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's something that I actually talked with uh, the Brothers Murph a while ago, and also my friend Matt from Silver Metal Tavern, where we want to play a, tr- a game with Twilight Imperium using chess clocks, where we only have a certain right. amount of time and if you yeah. run out of time you just lose and that's how we play yeah yeah you're the just civilization out Civilization explodes exactly just boom that's yeah. it so we want to do a six-player game of twilight imperium within like 90 minutes or some crazy amount and uh daryl and i with this is sort of like a testing ground we've been able to do this we played it you know in 12 minutes cascading we also did stone age two-player game says the box says like 45 to 90 we did it in 30 minutes or i think it was like 28 minutes or something so obviously you're not playing you know you're playing suboptimally, but it's fun and it's games that we already know sort of like you know by heart and you don't have to think about it too hard and uh it's a good time and that's my favorite video of my channel on the clock
1: playing cascadia that's a great. That's a great con. Like I, I think I remember you telling me that you did that, and I yeah. just thought it was such a such a great thing to do. I've I often like I, whenever we're playing coup, and we're like one more round, one more round before yep. it breaks up. Speed coup, speed coup, speed coup. Yes. Chanting. Yes. You just chant when if somebody's taking too long. You're like make your move, make your move. And <laughs> just like it gets this like really fun frenetic energy, and everybody's playing at that same at that same restriction, right? So yep. like it's fair in terms yep. of your, everyone's handicapped totally in, in that aspect. Yeah. So yeah, I what, what a great series. What a lovely idea. Thanks. Everybody go watch Ruel's on the clock. Yes. And try it at home. So Links home. below,
0: folks. Yes. Check it out. Thank you for that. And why don't we finish up with Richard uh, talking about the favorite video
2: on his channel here? Okay, favorite uh, video of the channel. This was actually a fun one to do because I generally don't tend to retrospect too terribly often. And I had a lot of thought, and I know what my favorite is. But before I get to that, uh, Ruel, I love that speed clock series you were doing. What'd you do? Like three or four of them? They were fantastic, and you did a great job. Uh, I know that you had some technical difficulties getting the clock on screen, you know, the, the, the chess clock, so you could see how it's going. But wow, just pure adrenaline in cardboard form. And I... I folks, follow the links down in the show notes. Go check out a few of these videos that Ruel did. They are fantastic, and I would love to see him go back and doing more, but he needs you people to watch them. So uh, that was very, very cool. And Chris... Man, that um that uh, Teal Woods Manor video, rarely have I seen anybody go all in as much as you did. That uh, was very impressive. Not my favorite of your channel so far, but I think they're, after this, I mean, we're, we're just doing the main show right now, but there's the extended edition of the show, folks. Hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen. I think Ruell and Chris are going to talk about some runner-ups, and I know, Chris, you're going to say my favorite runner-up, which was fantastic. But enough about you. What, uh, what was my number one video that I'm so happy with? I think it... Uh, signals a new dawn for my channel. It is the uh, how to play that I did for the latest game from Stonemaier, Expeditions. And here's the deal, folks. I didn't do this alone. Uh, right there on screen right now, uh, that is Alex Hart, who is a very, very uh, sharp young man who lives just about a half hour away from me. does his own YouTube channel called Might I Suggest. His whole thing is being a game sommelier and recommending games to other players. And uh, when we found out we, he lived so close to each other, we came up with an idea. A new series of games on the channel of, you know, how to play style. But... But unlike every how to play style video out there in the industry, which all borrow from Rodney Smith, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, th- the format he came up with over a decade ago, this was radically different. I called it the Rotto Learns Expedition. That's the video here because what we did is I did not play expeditions. Instead, Alex played it quite a bit, learned how to play, and then brought it to my house, and we sat down and recorded him teaching me how to play the exact same way that he would teach anybody how to play the game if you were sitting down together at a table. So, it is not just a regimented, right, we're just going to go through every section of the rule book and make sure we explain everything. This is a much more natural and organic teaching style. It includes me interrupting him because, wait, what about this and that and the other? Uh, Because he was legitimately teaching me how to play the game. And it was fantastic. I've already gotten a lot of feedback that people really liked it. This is the kind of how-to-play video I want to See more of not all about you know just scripted and super prepared just you know going through every single bullet uh, item of a rule book but something that is more natural and flowing that replicates the feeling you get when you sit down and play a game and as it turns out uh, Alex is fantastic at teaching games Uh, one of his day jobs is he works at Guardian Games in Portland Oregon and every Sunday he runs a new gamer day where they bring in people and he spends all day just teaching people how to play really popular games like Cascadia. So Alex is a world-class game teacher. He did a phenomenal job teaching me, and by extension you, how to play Expeditions. And this is just the start, folks. I think it's fantastic. Uh, uh, later this week, no, no, next week, he's going to be uh, driving up here. He's going to teach me how to play a couple of more games. Uh, and I, I I, want to continue doing it because I really enjoy Alex. He's a great teacher. And hey, it makes my life easier because uh, this is the first game in quite a while that. I I did not have to teach myself how to play. Absolutely fantastic. I am so excited for the future. You have not seen the last of this nice young man. Although, in the meantime, go check out Alex's channel, Might I suggest a Game. We'll put a link for that down in the show notes, too. And, uh, yeah, I am very, very excited. This is by far my favorite thing I have done so far on the channel this year. Alex, welcome to the party, pal. Okay, guys
0: yeah that i really enjoyed that as well as richard said you know it's it was a lot more natural to teach you know as someone as if you were at a game day or at home or whatever uh, you know alex really brought his a game and, uh, and taught the game beautifully so uh well done um nice yeah wow mediator mid-year board game tag it's it's been a thing this has been fun
1: tag you're it anyone who's watching it, pull it out <laughs> in the comments below uh, we want to know. For yeah, sure. absolutely,
0: we do. Absolutely, folks. Yeah, let us know. Um, you know what you like, what you didn't like. Let us know your answers to the board game, um, mid-year board game tag, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And I'm stopping right there. I'm pausing because I'm supposed to run this video, which I forgot to add into the thing. So sorry, Chris. I know we're running a little uh, over. I hope no, you don't. No, no, we're good. We're good. You, you're good. Okay. Yeah. I need to add a video real quick. So um. I had downloaded it, but it was not um, ready to go. Totally my bad. I was wrapped up in other things, folks. So you get to see this live, folks. Again, we talk about the making of the sausage. You're seeing all the sausages being made right now. Um, I've
1: seen so many sausages of yours at this point. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to leave that comment alone. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. Okay, uh, so this is, let me see how am i going to segue into this um and where did it go uh got that video sorry about this folks here' all we're gonna edit this out in the YouTube video but I don't know where this video went it was okay we're just
1: building the suspense it, it, yeah what right sort of uh delightful sausage game are you about to witness
0: <laughs> uh is this it there it is right there okay let' me there in yeah octoberfest oh my gosh okay i think we've got it um okay so i'm gonna do a little segue to this and then we'll come back and do our outro chris and um okay yeah we'll do that wait where did it go okay it's over here okay Okay. And before we get going, folks,
2: I want to share this uh, final video from Richard. Richard, take it away. As far as I'm concerned, one of the coolest things that happened in all of board gaming world in 2022 was the Uganda Village Board Game Convention. This is so cool. It's been an event that Ben Parkinson has been putting on for years now. Uh, Every year he raises funds to be able to run a convention in Uganda that um, is attended by all kinds of kids um, from all all over the area. And for many, if not most, this is their first introduction to what you and I love, the modern exciting designer world of board games. And you know, you get to take these home and share them with their friends and family and heck, if we're lucky, they become lifelong board game fans. And again, if you're like me, folks, you know what a positive impact a modern designer board games can have on heck, an old brain like mine, let alone young brains like these. Um you know, they're incredible for logical thinking and learning tools and all of that. And so, Ben has been doing this for years. And I mention all of this because last year was a huge success. They raised uh, 5,300 pounds to be able to pull off their biggest convention so far. But you might have guessed, folks, Ben, as of this week, is starting to fundraise for a 2023 convention. And I just want to do a shout out. I want people to know about this. I I know times are tough, folks. Uh, You know, the cost of milk is higher. Than it used to be, but if you have, um, you know, any spare cash that you could share, why don't you consider hitting the link down in the show notes? It's very top of the show notes to maybe throw a, a bit towards uh, Ben and these kids so they can have an amazing convention this year. Especially because Ben is being more ambitious than he ever has been before. Because this is not only a board game convention, but a science fair as well. Because a lot of these kids, bright, smart kids, don't have access in their day-to-day classrooms to um, you know really cool science equipment and chemicals and stuff like that. So Ben is raising funds for the games, for the venue, and also for all the acucrimal they need to be able to have a wonderful science fair. So these kids, their brains can be uh, fired not only by amazing modern uh, board games that bring them all together, but also hopefully catch the bug for science. And I know Ben is planning on bringing games like Ark Nova and probably Earth and uh, Terraforming Mars that will maybe get them into uh, science, both on the board game front, and they'll actually be able to play with the science themselves. This is just, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world that drives people nuts. But if you want to make a difference, a real meaningful difference in people's lives, can I suggest, again, hitting that link down in the show notes. Uh, so far, as of now, like I said, he only started this week. There is one generous person who has put up 100 um, pounds. Oh, don't worry. You, you can back in in you know the monetary... Currency of wherever you're from. They're trying to hit 2,600. Last year, what did they hit? They hit 5,300. Folks, let's blow it out of the water. Let's see if they can hit 10,000 this year and give these kids the most amazing board game convention and science camp they've ever seen. Uh, I put it in your hands, folks. don't leave that one backer hanging. You can be the second, or the third, or the fifth, or the hundredth. And I hope that's the case. Ben, I continue to be amazed by your generous spirit and what you're doing here. And folks, I hope if you're inspired at all, you might uh, go check it out. Again, links in the show notes. Oh hey, and before we move on, uh, just in case you can't see the link down in the show notes because you're not on YouTube right now, maybe you're listening to this as a podcast on the road or whatnot, you can point your browser. Next chance you get to Uganda.Rado.com, U G A N D A.Rado.com, and that will also take you to the crowdfunding site for this wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank
0: you, Richard. Yes. Uh, we, you know, he had mentioned this last year as well. And, um, you know, I was able to donate a little bit. Folks, if you have the means to do so, it's a worthy cause. And I want to thank Richard uh, for bringing that to attention. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd missed the reminder or whatever the notification, but it just went live. So we've got a chance to make a real difference, everybody. So check that out. Uh, Chris, this has been a pleasure as always. Uh, thank you again. I hope your voice Um, clears up real soon here. I mean, we're both sort of hacking it up these days, so hopefully it'll be getting better real soon. We're quite
1: the pair, you and I, but (laughs) we still did it together, and I I appreciate being here, as always, Ravel. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: And that's going to do it
0: today, folks. Um, Thanks to our sponsors at Cephalo Fair Games for hanging out with us today on the R&R&R show. We'll see you later next time. Take care. Bye-bye. And hello... Chris, we have hey, gone long.
1: We have gone we're long. Gone pretty long, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to... I, I said I wasn't going to talk that much, and then I proceeded to, to ignore that completely. And yes. talk as much as I wanted.
0: <laughs> do you want to uh, just go quickly over some of the games that yeah. um, were on our list?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of things that I was, like, debating between. John Company was also a disappointment, but I've yep. already talked about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to talk about Cap- uh, Captain Sonar. Yep. Cry Havoc is one that's on my shelf of shame that i really want to get to yeah i, I know it's got rising sun vibes to it yes and i just haven't pulled it out yet i, I didn't I, bring it to halifax yeah i, I just, think
0: you would enjoy that one the the combat system in that is very unique it's very it's different yeah. than any other one i've played so i think you'll like that yeah
1: yeah that's that's what's getting me really excited about it i know like i've read through the rules again so it's it's like i know it's one of those things where i know as soon as i get it but i just need to play it with four and i think that's the that's the thing i don't want to have the automated green faction yep um so that was one um i'm really excited for too many bones unbreakable yeah to get get some of that content and start playing that i am that was on my anticipated Uh, and then also um my other my other favorite video, which I don't think, I think Richard was referencing my rap video. That's I what feel I think like he was referencing my rap video. Yeah. But I didn't film that in 2023. So I was trying to only pick videos that I'd filmed in 2023. Right. That that was on my list. But I guess the phrasing is, what's the personal favorite video that you've posted to your channel? So it could be not in 2023. But right. I, was, you know, I was trying to live in the present. I was <laughs> told I lived too much in the past. <laughs> um, I, I am super proud of my rap video, though. Like, uh, I, did oh, it's a, I did. a... it's amazing a cover of Childish Gambino's Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. It's called Geeks and Geeks. So good. Um that's like I've pinned that as like my if you go to the ch- my channel for the first time you see it because I am the most proud of it and I want like people to keep seeing it. Oh yeah. And I spent like three months writing it and even oh, my time, gosh. like learning how to film and whatever. Wow. But yeah
0: yeah, yeah so that, that, I'm that I'm proud really... of that
1: one. <laughs> Nice. Uh anything on your else on your list? Um I think you're no, good. No, no, that was pretty much it. Okay. I was I, I was juggling between Rococo and Raw for for like games that you discovered, but I was like, no, Rococo is my favorite. And so yeah. that's why like, Cool. I, it's just pushed over my lamp.
0: Yeah. That's All it. right. Uh, real quick on mine. Uh, the other ones, let's see nothing. The only other ones I was anticipated releases. I'm most excited about, uh, empire's end is one of them. A John Declare mm-hmm. game, uh, basically yeah. takes no thanks and fuses it with space space, a really clever mechanism. And, uh, yeah, and then Sagrada Artisans, which uh, Richard's covered here on the channel before, uh, the Roland Wright version, uh, legacy version of Sagrada. Uh, so yeah, um, I think that's going to do it. We've gone way over. Uh, Chris, thank you for your time as always, and yeah, everyone Thanks in chat, chat. For hanging out. yeah, thank you, chat, for hanging out. Why don't we uh, pick someone out to raid? Uh, let me get that set up here. Y'all have been great today. Thank you for your patience. And thanks for... Hang on. This has been a fun uh, fun one to do. it been a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's uh, see if we can do other things like this. And again... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Where is... Uh... We'll make a tag of our own and send it out into the world. Hey, maybe we should. Let's talk to Richard. Let's, maybe we should make that happen. Yeah. Uh, why don't we go over... Let's see. Who's playing, video, uh, who's playing board games? Meeple Grande is playing some board games. So we'll go to Meeple Grande... Um, folks hang out. You're gonna get extra points if you uh, raid with us to Meeple Grande. They are playing board games. I don't know exactly what game they're playing, but let's take a look. Meeple Grande is playing. We're gonna find out right now. Yeah, something with a bunch of hexes on it. So it looks like a board game well, to me, Chris. You know so we're gonna be good then. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna raid on over there. Um and uh it's gonna be in a few seconds. Chris, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: No, just thanks for being here, as always. Such cool. a pleasure hanging out with you, chat. Yeah. And I guess Ruel, you're okay.
0: Uh yeah, I'm here. What are you gonna do? Uh thank you, chat. Have a good one. And we're racing on a raid right now. Raid, 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 raid. Let's see if it picks up. I believe we have raided. Uh so Yeah, seems like it. I